Oh, you? are we? Is Sammy joining us? No. No. Are they joining us on Discord? No. Oh, wow. Just because they got the shit. Prob- <laughs> yeah, health problems. So I was just like, honestly, well, take we care know of what the title of this episode is. They got the shits. Well, no, I was just like, honestly, she if she's feeling that bad, she like with digestive stuff should probably not. Because I would hate for her it. to be like with us, and then it's like, oh, I gotta run to the bathroom, so potentially missing some crucial stuff. Mm. Yeah, but all right. Morgan! Oh, shit. Oh, fuck. Oh, okay. Take your time. No, you can um. eat, eat your nugget. <laughs> <laughs> eat that nugget. Some ah, good old nuggets. Oh, guys. I just... Never mind, I got it. So, the last time we were with our little travelers, uh, we started out on the ethereal plane. Um, and honestly, it was quite dope. It kind of... It was like looking like through frosted glass at everything like in the actual reality world I guess I should say like the regular material plane those are the words mm-hmm. um and then yeah our um wonder was short lived considering Strahd was riding a horse on fire straight at us um and Twiggy obviously wanted to stay and talk to him but we said no we are close to dying we are exhausted so we're going to run so we ran away um, and then we went, um, back to the, we went to the light that was, like, flashing across the river, um, to go see what that was about, and Twiggy kind of took over from there, um, she was talking to a woman that had a dagger, so thank God she didn't get stabbed, like, I thought she was going to, <laughs> um, and then, oh, what did we do after that? I lost my place. Oh, um, and so we kind of get some information from her, um, and we go, we decide to go to the Wizard of, yeah, Wizard of Wines. Mm-hmm. Um, and on the way there, uh, we see a battle happening. We hear it, and we can kind of see it, like, off in the distance. And then there was a huge-ass dragon that flew over us, which I thought was super dope, because dragons, I love them. Um, and then we also saw um, the outline of Strat's castle, which was terrifying. Um but anyway, so we get to the Wizard of Wines, um, and they're like, yeah, no, the winery's been taken over. And we're like, what do you mean? And they're like, uh, yeah, no, like, we don't live there anymore. We've had to take shelter in the woods. Quick retcon, by the way, because yes. I think I skirted around this the last session. This is information that they would have told you okay. that I forgot and okay. didn't read. Um, so, um, fin- finish, I do have a quick retcon, so. Word. But it relates to the timeline of things. Okay. Yeah. Um... So we're like, oh, we'll, we'll go fight them for you. That was a bad idea. Um, <laughs> so to start off with, because we got multiple waves of these motherfuckers, we start off with 30 of the uh, twig blights, right? Or um, no, not twig needle blights, blights, needle blights, my bad. 30 needle blights. Um, yeah, we got six groups of them. Um, and they're all coming at us. And so we, we start to take them out one by one. Um, but then, but then, there's more. A druid comes out with, the, these are the way the twig blights come in, with twig blights behind it. But, uh, Marsh kind of pulled a, like, fuck you, and killed it immediately. So pulled thank you for that. <laughs> Basically. Um. I'm good at that. And then, and then, as we're continuing to take out the needle blights that are surrounding us, um, there is another druid, and more needle blights come out from the winery behind us. And Marsh didn't kill this druid, I did, but he started it, so thank you for that. Um, 
And then another wave of monsters happens, and this one is a druid and vine blights, which basically look like Dwayne the Rock Johnson, but vines. And it was kind of scary. Um, and Marsh also killed this druid, and then I killed the vine blights. And then all the rest of the needle blights were done. We killed them all. And that was combat. That was combat. And that's where it ended. Um, so, basically, um, Davy and Martikov, the, like, eldest of the were-ravens, mm-hmm. um, basically would have told you guys that. So, um, in recent weeks, the winery has been under siege. Three weeks ago, um, a, like, gem of power was, uh, going back, actually, way back in the day, they used to have three gems of power, which I don't know if I had mentioned this in this session or not. No. But they had, um, three powerful gems that were, um, magic and the reason why the winery is able to produce grapes in a place that doesn't see any sunlight. Um, and so, ten years ago, one of those gems was stolen, um, then three weeks ago, um, uh, or recently, the were-ravens have been fending off attacks by Babalizaga's scarecrows. Three weeks ago, during one attack, another, one of the attacks, another gem was found, dug up, and taken. Davian believes that this gem is in the possession of Babalizaga. Then... Then, five days ago, evil druids stole the third and final gem and bore it to Yester Hill. Um, the Way Ravens launched a counterattack, uh, hoping and trying to get it back, but to no avail. The druids and their blights uh, were um, more than a match for them. And then, two days ago, the druids returned with a horde of blights and drove Davian and his family from the winery. So, to give you an idea, it's probably between three weeks and five days ago that the like wine shipments stopped to both Valaki and Kresk. Word. <laughs> Just to so, give you guys some context, because I'd totally forgotten that that was... Morgan had a great idea. Mm-hmm. The gem that was underneath the hut. Yeah. That is that one of them? Or would we think that would be one of them? Um, either of you go ahead and roll me... I feel like this would be some kind of a wisdom roll. But I could be swayed into intelligence. So whatever, you, whatever role you think... I am all the happy to do wisdom as much as you want. Cool. Can I do intimidate? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, 17. Uh, what do you want? Um, like history, insight? Insight seems to be the most... In my opinion, would be the most A dirty logical. A 23. <laughs> 21. Um, yeah, those are both really high rolls. Uh, once, um, Davian tells you this, you're easily able to put two and two together. Lizaga, magic gem, something was glowing underneath her hut. The magic gem probably gave the, gave the hut some semblance of artificial life and animation. Oh, then... And that was stole from the Wizard of Wines? Yes, that was stolen from the Wizard of Wines three weeks ago. Oh, yeah. Um... We'll go ahead and, like, tell them that. Be like, yeah, we think we found one of them. Cool, yeah. So, combat ends. Um, 
Uh, you guys are in this mass of... Honestly, it's at this point, it, they're dead blights, so they're probably, like... It probably gives the feeling of, like, wading through dead bushes, honestly. And it's not necessarily, like, wading through bodies yeah. at, like, you know, formerly living bodies at, like, the end of a big battle. Um, but, yeah, so, like, it's a couple of seconds, and I, I feel like you guys are probably pretty tense after that, after that full onslaught, mm -hmm. waiting for the next wave, but it just doesn't come. And after a bit, you see... Um, uh, you guys see, I'm not even going to call for a, like, perception check or anything, uh, peeking out from the woods, the, uh, where ravens are kind of, like, peeking out, almost, like, to see, like, are they dead? Are they alive? Like... <laughs> are we going to have to go fight these bitches now? Like, what's going on? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm going to wave to him and give him, like, a big thumbs up. Um, one of them waves back to you, and they start, like, approaching you. I'm just gonna sit on like the edge of the dock and like let my little legs dangle off the side mm. and just Um, remind me, did you guys bring the wagon to the loading dock? I yeah. Uh, yes, okay. yes we did. Cool. I mean so you guys can see there are um three barrels of wine here and you guys also have the rest of the winery that you could um like explore as well. Do we need Okay question two of the gems have been stolen correct uh all three of their gems have been stolen all three okay mm -hmm. two of them fairly recently as well uh-huh uh -huh. um, and i'll give you guys some time to talk amongst yourselves if you so choose before the were ravens come up like are like within yeah. like conversational distance I mean, we did the thing, so what, what we are, did I guess, the thing. what is our thought? Like, what are we wanting to do then? These druids are not very nice. That's a fucking well, understatement. Well, they're dead, so... Just saying, this they give... the nicest they've ever been. I mean, they are gone now. They give me a bad rap, I feel like. Okay, well, I guess... Especially in this town, damn. <laughs> Is that how people see me? They see me as mean? I don't oh, think man. all people do. Hashtag not all druids. Hashtag <laughs> not I hope not. There's just the druids around here, I guess. Twiggy. I'm a nice druid. I don't... Mm. That's not true. You could actively hurt somebody. I have done it many a times. I didn't like it, but I did it. Yeah. So I think you're fine. And besides, you have us here with you to keep you protected. So. I don't says think I can't protect myself. Happen to you. Who says I can't protect myself? I mean, I didn't. So should we get these barrels loaded up? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I'm just going to start picking up barrels and loading them into the wagon, I guess, as much as we can carry. I mean, of the three here, your wagon can probably 
villager wagon could carry all three of them. Yeah. All right. Take all three. Cool. Um, as you guys are loading the first one, the um, Were Raven family approaches and goes, Oh, thank God you're alive. Uh, We're surprised you made it. Are there any more? I don't believe so. I haven't looked inside yet, but three came out, and now there are three that are dead. I'm looking. Yes, we a... saw that. We walked over their bodies. Uh, I'm looking a bit worse for wear. Does anyone have any healing spells? I do. Yeah. Could someone please? Give me five seconds. <laughs> Could someone uh, gracefully? Well, um, I can't do my third level, but I can do my second level. I can do a first level. It doesn't, I was like, it doesn't have to be anything, like, massive, but I am at 28 out of 51. Yeah, no, I can, I'll, I'll do the second level then. Um, I only have one second level spell slot left, so I would, but I... No, I you're only, fine. I have uh, many more first levels. Do I roll it, or does he roll it? I roll you it. You roll it. Yeah, you roll, you roll it. it, and then... Which one's an eight? It's the one that's two pyramids stacked on each other. Looks like I found it. It was hiding. They all look like gems. Kind of. We are the crystal gems. I wouldn't call a D6 looking like a gem. Uh, that's like a uh, 13 plus 3, 16. Woo, thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. Yeah, because once you do... You did Cure Wounds, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, Cure Wounds at the second level is 2D8 mm-hmm. plus whatever. No, plus your modifier. Three. It's your modifier. But yeah. Yeah, plus 3. We have the same modifier. Cool. I'm gonna real quick... I was about to say, I guess, so just to be, like, extra cautious and safe, like, since we've eradicated the blight and druid population, bless Bless you, in Barovia, um... We eradicated the entire blights of the entirety of Barovia. I don't think so. It's a metaphor. It wasn't twiggy. As opposed to a med after. Anyway. Exactly. <laughs> but, uh, I think after we load the three barrels, mm-hmm. I'm gonna go inside and check it out. Yeah, so I don't know if I did any location narration. So, we've got the stables over here. We did that. And we There's did- just two draft horses there that are there to pull the wagon. Fairly obvious. The loading dock. Parked in the loading dock is a wagon with three barrels set in braces on the bed. A raised wooden walkway runs along the west, south, and east walls. Through a hole in the ceiling, you see the wooden arm of a loading crane with ropes and hooks dangling from it. Um, And the three barrels that are on the wagon that you guys have since loaded into yours um, are branded saying Purple Grape Mash number three. Purple Grape number three! Um... The door, this door to the south, so the one closest to Luke, um, it has been, uh, you can tell it's been forced open and hangs ajar. Um, and then there's also kind of right, um, a 10 feet from, from this entry right here, um, you see there's another stairway leading up. As well as there's some. Oh, I have this swap. There you go. Um, but so if you guys are choosing to go through that doorway to the south, you can also go through 
that doorway here that's to the west as well. Okay. Or through a different door entirely. The druids were coming out of this ajar door. Um, they were coming, some of them were coming out of that one, some of them were coming out of that other door that's catty corner. I'll go into the one that's a do- ajar. I'll go into the other one. Okay. I'm off all marsh. Okay. okay. <laughs> Here's your life up. True. I'll take Arabelle. It's 11. I know. But she's there got... are a lot of maps with this one, She's folks. kind of a good support. I can oh, be fighty. Gee. She can support. Okay. So, like oh, I'll resolve... So, Marsh, are you, you're going through the south one, did you say? Uh, what direction is north in this? Sophie is north, currently. Sophie is north. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I'm going through the south one. Okay. I'll resolve that one first. Um, it's also I'll need to kind of like go this way a little bit. Um, so going through this south door, this turret has a sloping wooden floor that you can tell spirals from the cellar all the way to the upper levels. <gasps> Uh, scratch marks along the floor suggest that barrels are rolled up and down the ramp on a routine basis. I'm gonna go down into the wine cellar. Okay, we'll cover that in a second. Um, I'm going down, is that what you said? I'm going down into the wine cellar. Cool. And the two of you are going to the west room, correct? No, I was with Marsh. Okay, but I'm Sophie, going you're, to... going, you're going west? I'm going west. Okay. So what you see... Yell if you need I actually help. had that eyeballed and lined up pretty well. Nice. Um, the rich smell of fermenting wine Ooh. fills this large two-story chamber, which is dominated by four enormous wooden casks, each one eight feet wide and 12 feet tall. A wooden staircase in the center of the room climbs to a 10-foot high wooden balcony that clings to the south, to the south wall which has four windows set into it at balcony level. Stacked against the wall underneath the balcony are old, empty barrels with the Wizard of Wines burned into their sides. The balcony climbs another five feet as it continues along the west and east walls, ending at doors leading to the winery's upper level. Underneath these side balconies are several doors, some of which hang open. Beneath the sloping roof stretch thick rafters upon which scores of ravens have quietly gathered. They watch you with great interest. Ooh, can I talk to the ravens? Sure. I don't know how you... I have a fuck ton of maps, so I don't know if we want to clear off the table for these. Sure. But this is a very wide, and I just don't necessarily want to be like, oh yeah, like, well, no, not that, but more like, oh yeah, let me just send these to you on Discord. I mean, I'm sure that might be easier to send it to us a bit on Discord. Just out of convenience, yeah, that's not attached to the cool. Luke and Seth finally clear off some of the stuff off the D&D table. That's what the title should be. Clearing the table. Actually, you can probably just put that here unless you were wanting to read through the tome. Oh, yeah, I probably should. So my character actually knows everything that I know. Okay. With the majority of what I know. Um, Wendy's. 
That's what I did. Yeah, that sounds really good. I saw that and I was like, oh, that sounds really good. Uh, yeah, you're wanting to talk to the were-ravens. Are they were-ravens or oh. are they regular ravens? Would I know? Um, you can tell just from looking at them, they're regular ravens. Okay. So. Can I cast, uh, then I will go ahead and cast Speak with Animals. Okay. Speak with ravens. Hello, hello, hello. hello, hello. Hi. Hi. Um, is there anybody else here besides you guys? Uh, we, uh, our, our friends were here, but they left a couple days ago, and then we a bunch of uh, a bunch of trees. They looked like trees came in here and they were hiding in in one of one of the barrels. But then um, all of them came out a couple minutes ago, yeah. and then you came in here. Fun. So what do you do? You just live here? Or? Yeah, this is our home. Oh, it looks very nice. Oh, thank you. We uh-huh. had nothing to do with it. Either way, it, it's very nice. Compliments. Um, so, uh, so, is this just the wine? Like, is this where they ferment the wine? Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, this is where the wine wine gets wine. Wine gets wined? Yeah. Oh, I understand that. I get that. Do you have names? <laughs> you know where this is going if they don't. One girl, one of them goes, yeah, I'm Fly, and over here, this is Ruby, and that one down there, that's, um, that's Tin Can. Lovely names. I love them. Have you ever considered Reginald? <laughs> Ooh, Reginald. I think it's a very beautiful name. Is that a medicine? Mm-hmm. You know, most people, some people are named that. Oh, no crows I know are named that. Okay. Are they... Do they just have fun names like you guys? Yeah, pretty much. Awesome. We're named after the stuff we see. What's your name? My name is Twig. See, you're named after stuff you see. Yeah, you can call me Twiggy. Okay. Hi, Twig. Hello. (laughs) You did that to yourself. (laughs) Well, it worked out perfectly. (laughs) Um... Did any of, did you see the druids that were in here? Were they mean to you? Were they the ones that looked like people? Yeah. We saw them. They weren't really mean to us, but we also didn't really try to talk to them. So. So they didn't try to hurt you or anything? They just left you alone? No, they tried to hurt us. Why? I don't know. How they didn't succeed. Good. Did you peck at them? A little bit. Good. Good job. I'm very proud of you. <laughs> anyway, it was so nice talking to you. I'm gonna get going. Okay, bye. I hope you have a great day. Okay, bye. <laughs> bye. Okay, bye. Go. I just really wanted to talk to the mm-hmm. I never, like, having speak with animals is so fun, <laughs> to be really honest. <laughs> but yeah, so um, you also see. There are a couple of more doors leading out of here. More door. Um, as well as um, you've got um, some wine barrels as well. The giant casks. Okay. Can I, is there any cups in the room? Yeah, I'm, I feel like there would there would be like a little... It's not depicted, but I feel like there would be like a table with some cups. 
I'm gonna grab a cup and I'm gonna sample some of the wine. You can fly. Just go. Okay. I'm not gonna do that. That's ins- unsanitary. Um, but dipping a dirty cup. So, in. He, so you drink from the barrel, and I need you to make a Constitution save. I fucking knew it. I knew it. <laughs> oh no! Let's do this real quick. Okay, that's a fourteen. You make the save, but you still take the six poison damage. What? Damn, they poisoned all the. We have to check those fucking barrels. Oh my god! We loaded into the the van, the wagon. Fuck. The van. Um. Hold on. (laughs) Just. Ow! <laughs> Ow! Imagine you take the sip and then it's and that mind hear, crack you guys of like damage from... that's like, yeah. and you're like, Ow. Ow! You guys hear it from where you guys are at as well, while you guys are still on the ground floor. Hey! Uh, that hurt! That's not cool! I'm gonna run into the room real fast and be like, Twig, are you okay? I just drank some of the wine out of one of the barrels and, um, it's poisoned! Do you want to check the three barrels we just loaded into our I'm wagon? not drinking anymore. Um, but if only there were a I don't have... I was looking to see if I had it. I don't. What's um, the Detect poison, right? Um, yeah, detect poison, but oh. there's also purified food and drink. I don't I have don't that either one. of those. Uh, you might not have it stocked, but you should be able to prepare it next at the end of your next long rest. It's a druid spell. Okay. Yeah, I don't have it prepped right now, so. Mm-hmm. Well, mm. there you go. Uh, Sorry. Unprofessional. Is that so? Um, but yeah. So then, you guys were wanting to go downwards. Is that correct? Yep. Let's do this. I it's want to go into the cellar and see all the wine. Dope. We've got. A basement. Mm-hmm. I love north. basements. That's north. Okay. This is north. That's north. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad I can mm-hmm. see the basement. <laughs> so that comes down, and that leads into... This is a big map. Goddamn. Yeah. Could we... A lot move? of these have to be folded in half in order to fit. Can we I... scoot this one over and bring that more down? Sure. No, I'm... I meant just scoot it towards Sophie, not like move sure. it oh, that way. Thank you. I mean, Thank you could also adjust it yourself. I um, can't reach over there. Yes, you can. So that leads into. What is broken shit? A new area. There's broken glass. Um. So, uh, you guys come down into the cellar, and you see wooden pillars and beams support this ten-foot-high ceiling of this ice cold cellar, which is split in two by a five foot thick brick wall. A thin mist covers the floor. Each half of the cellar features an eight foot tall wooden partition that doubles as a wine rack. The Western rack stands empty, but the Eastern one, which you guys are currently at, is half filled with wine bottles. Um, I'd also like to just point out that I have the poisoner feet. I should be resistant to poison damage, but I am not. And it makes me upset. I mean, it means you're good at poisoning things. It doesn't mean you're good at taking poison. I should be, though. 
I'm sorry, you're not Killua Zoltik. You don't just drink poison for fun. I'm immune to poison. Um, I'm gonna check out the wine bottles. Is there anything cool, quirky, um, different? Not like the other girls? Uh, yeah, so as you're exploring, go ahead and give me a perception check. It's a pretty, pretty low DC. You both can, yeah. Pretty low DC. We'll call it a DC You said perception? Eight. Oh, word. I rolled an 11. Dope. So that's plus, like, two, I think. Perception, you said? Plus three. So, 14. 14 plus... Oh, three. 17. Dope. Um, you guys both feel, as you approach the north wall, the cellar gets markedly colder the closer you get. Against that wall, in the eastern portion of the cellar, rest three frosty barrels containing purple grape mash number three, a fact that's emblazoned on the side of the barrel, and a single bottle of purple grape mash number three lies on the flagstone floor in the western hall of the cellar. Um, The wine rack in the eastern half of the cellar holds 40 bottles, the labels of which show that the wine is the winery's red dragon crush. Um, Isn't that the really expensive one? That's the more expensive one. You also see... I take a bottle. Um, what was your total, Luke? 17. Um, you also see, um, in, I think it would be the eastern half, at the way, at the bottom, like, at one of the corners of the wine rack, is a single bottle, very dusty, very old, um, whose label reads, Champagne du Stomp. Additionally, you notice um, what looks to be a doorway or a panel at the end of that um, five-foot partition. So on the south end of that partition between the two you uh, two sides of the room, you notice a secret door. Cool. Um, also, I'm wrong. I was wrong. This can get moved over one space. The stairwell can. It overlaps the map by one. Like that? Oh, uh, no. So move that up one now. Oh. No. So, that, so like, it goes piece. right okay. there. Okay. Yes, Sorry. it is the same corner piece. Word. Um, I'm going to take one of the bottles of the Red Dragon, and then I think I'm going to also grab the bottle of Champagne de la Stomp. Cool. Stomp. Go ahead and add those into your inventory. She's Stomp. She's Stomp. She did a lot of Stomp. I miss Nala Stomps. Listen, Nala is stomp. Um, but yeah, so you've got that secret door. Stomping. You've got um, a doorway on this south wall as well. Um, and then on the opposite corner of the room from where you guys came, there's a stairwell as well. Uh, yeah, I'm going to take those things, and then I think I'm going to... Uh, and I'm going to head to that secret door. Cool. And you said it was Red Dragon Crush? Um, yes. So you open that secret door. It takes some effort for you to push it open, and you are greeted by a blast of cold air. A dark tunnel stretches for 15 feet, ending at an archway beyond which lies a shallow cave. Um, do either of you have dark vision? Yes. Yes. Um, you, um, and are either of you carrying a light source currently? Let me check. Um, 
that you plan on bringing with My you. sun sword. You're going to light up your sun sword? Yeah, 1,000%. Uh, so you light up your sun sword, and you see, thanks to the light emitting from it, um, you see brown mold covering the walls, floor, and ceiling around the archway and the cave beyond. You said brown mold? Yes. Um, Does what? it look like the mushroom cave that we were in? No. Okay. No, no, no. I You're was... about to call for me? <laughs> um, Actually, I do think I am about to call for Twiggy for anyway, it. just to be like... Because tw- of all of the... Twiggy? Because uh, Twiggy would definitely, would I feel like, definitely know what this is. I'm going to make mm-hmm. you roll nature for it anyway. Okay. But... Twiggy! I need yes, your assistance, Marsh. please. You need you... my help? Yeah, there's something nature-related that I think you would be more knowledgeable on than me. Okay. <laughs> that sounds weird to say. And I'm just going to go ahead and walk down and meet them. So you walk down, you see the same, you know, wine racks, um, bottles. Um, Then you see there's, like, this panel door open. Um, And you see Marsh is standing in there, his sun sort ignited or lit. I don't know what the best term for that is. Um, And you see this narrow passageway, which leads to just a cave um, covered in... Uh, the, you know the surfaces of which are covered in black or in brown mold. So go ahead and give me a. Um, na- I feel like nature would work, but I could also hear Arcana if you've got another I will, one. I um no, I'll take religion because uh, not religion. Uh, nature. I'm proficient in nature. Okay. Um, and I rolled a nineteen. Uh yeah. So you would. What's up? Oh uh, no, I was just gonna ask you really fast. Um, what are the like? How much is each each of those bottles worth? You're really gonna make me look this up. I mean, you can finish. Let me pull it. Let me pull it up after I. Yeah. Um. (laughs) So, uh, what you see, you notice this, and you've seen brown mold before, and you you catch this, and you get the feeling this is an actual a really ingenious solution to basically what Sophie would know as refrigeration. Mm -hmm. Brown mold is, um is um, uh, calorophilic. Mm-hmm. So it feeds on warmth and it draws the heat from anything around it. So a pa- um, And so the temperature within 30 feet of a patch of brown mold is always going to be frigid and ice cold. Um, it's, you know, it will, you know, make, you will take damage if you move close enough to it. Mm-hmm. Um, 19 is also really good. Um, but uh, brown mold is also immune to fire, and any source of it, uh, any source of fire c- brought close enough to it, causes it to expand outward in the direction of the fire. Okay. Because it, it basically because it wants to consume the warmth from it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna. But you know that it's really um, that co- like cold damage, cold spells would be really potent against it. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna look at uh, Marsh and be like. Put that away. Um, <laughs> I was well, it doesn't deal fire damage, which is very lucky for you. Mm-hmm. And you're also far enough away from it to not. Oh, 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 oh. Um, so this is brown mold. Um, don't get too close to it. Uh, you will take damage. You will be hurt. It will hurt you. Um, but it's basically, it just makes everything cold. Um, so yeah, it would probably be good for all this wine around here. Probably keeping yeah, everything cold. Legit, really nice. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I would stay out of it if I were you. All right. Is there anything like notable in here that we no, see? No, just the mold. All right. Cool. 
Yeah, as long as you basically as long as you keep your distance, you're safe from the mold. Yeah, just keep your distance. Uh, this is one uh, fungi what? that you don't necessarily um, want to mess with. Uh, to be fair, though, of all of the potential, like you know, there are a lot of weird like fungi and yeah. fungi and ooze that like you know could you be in fought a bunch of mushrooms in a, like a subterranean environment like this. Mm-hmm. And this isn't the most. It's not the most dangerous, and it's also up for the area. It makes the most sense. Like mm-hmm. it could be far worse, far yeah lethal, and it seems to be like the you know the raven the way ravens the way ravens knew that it was here and they were cultivating it for that specific purpose. Yes. Very smart that they put it here. It creates kind of the cold area to keep all the wine cold, but make sure you stay out of it. Cool. It will hurt you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. How am I reading? What's up? Money for the bottles. Uh, fuck. Give me a second. <laughs> Let me do a search for... Hurry up. I just want my Wendy's. Give me my Wendy's. Don't pick it up my order, thank God. What are you ordering? Wendy's. Wendy's. Oh, man, this is a Wendy's. Windows DOS. Ma'am, can I please get a waffle? <sighs> Come on, just load, load the adventure, load, load the page. Come on. It's being slow. Give me a second. I got up wasty. I got the double stack biggie bag. And what? Uh, free frosty, like from um, mm-hmm. Christmas with the cranks. <gasps> yes. Clover's in Paris now, just so you know. Nice. Who? What? To clovers in Paris. My oh. child, Clover, oh, is in like, Paris. Who, who the fuck are we talking who about? Who the fuck is Clover? Yeah. I was very confused for My us. baby. Clover and Basil. Clover jumps up and kisses your cheek. That's how they say hello here in France. Cheap. Um, so, I need to do the math here real quick. Um, probably the Red Dragon Crush. Actually, hang on. If you don't want to do this, we can deal with it at a later time. Um, so the Red Dragon Crush, the bottle, you could probably sell for 15 copper pieces. So one and a half silver, if you were to do that, but it's 15 copper. Um, and the Champagne Dula Stomp, you'd probably be able to sell for probably a gold piece, I think. Damn, I'm paying. I'm paying more for like just a. They gotta make a profit somehow. Glass. Well, yeah. It's a profit. Well, to be fair, uh, the like for example, the way I got to that is because at the Blue Water Inn, a pint of Red Dragon Crush sells for one silver piece, and so uh-huh. and so considering the fact that a bottle of wine has just under. Two or has just over a pint and a half. That's fair. 
And then I'm just making something up for the champagne because there's no, there's nothing listed on the, on the thing. Uh, but yeah, uh, where would you, like I said, so there's a staircase or there's like a door that I'll just straight up tell you leads to a staircase on the south wall. And then, um, yeah, I'm just gonna honestly, after seeing that, I think I would close up that like entrance to the mushroom cave mm -hmm. and like mold, not or, mushrooms. So sorry, the mold cave. Thank you. And then I would, I want to go check out the western side of okay the cavern. I'm gonna go east. Yeah, so I already gave you guys the description of the western side. Are you wanting to go up that staircase? Yeah. Alrighty. And Twiggy, going east would mean, are you wanting to go back up the ramp? I'm gonna go up that little staircase that's in the corner. That's where the I'm going. Place yeah. Marsh is going. That's the west. You oh, said you were yeah, going go. east. Yeah, I'm gonna go up the ramp. Okay. Or the one thing you just placed down. Yeah. Um, so, Marsh, when you get to the staircase, uh, this turret contains a stone spiral staircase. Windows in the outer wall allow light to enter. Similar to the one I the went stairs, into. The stairs connect all three levels of the winery. Oh, yeah, yes. I And so, um, this... levels. Yeah, you guys would have seen that. Uh, and so that can lead out to there. That's not quite... Oh. There we go. Um, yeah. Are you wanting, uh, are you both wanting, are you all wanting to go up to the attic? Or the, you know, upper level? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Excuse me. Dope. So. W. Because that lands us back into this room, or that lands us for the first time into this room. or That lands the two... If you guys were to take the ground level out, yes. Mm -hmm. But you could also take But it, it keeps going up. <gasps> That's right. You said that. I'm sorry. I'm stupid. Yeah. You're not stupid. Don't say that. I'm my best way. Um, And that leads you all out into some hallways. Cool. Yeah. Um, so that leads you all out into the like upper level, attic level of the fermentation room uh, or hallways adjoining it. Um, we'll resolve Twiggy first. Um, so Twiggy, you come out of the ramp and come to a loading winch. This area looks directly out onto the loading dock. This is the, like, crane mm -hmm. that you were seeing. Um, this room has a wooden floor with a 10-foot square hole cut into the middle of it. Looming over the hole is a wooden winch. Perched atop it is a man with wild hair, rotted teeth, and skin painted red with blood. He waves a gnarled staff made from a black branch and babbles at you. I need oh. you to... Uh, roll initiative. Oh god. Okay. Can you yell 16. He's rolling with advantage because he heard you coming. Alright. Okay. Um, yeah. So you see this guy bears a similar vibe to the other druids that you fought. Mm -hmm. Oh shit. Um, and he is just uh, he sees you come out 
uh, and is uh, uh, in view act first. Okay. Um, first, I'm, uh, I'm just going to say, uh, who, who the hell are you? Uh, he goes, um, I live here. Duh. How long you lived here? Uh, a couple days. Squatters writes, hello. Squatters. Who the fuck are you? <laughs> I'm Twiggy, and I'm going to cast Toll the Dead. <laughs> okay, go ahead and roll that attack roll. Oh, uh, it's not an attack roll. I need you to make a whiz save. Gosh, Seth, don't you know that? <laughs> uh, that's an 18. He passes. Damn. Um, does he take half damage on a save? Uh, no, he does not. Okay. But, um, hold on. Let me go to my bonus actions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, look at this. Um, um, also, you would know what he says, his reply to you is in Druidic. Druidic? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna speak back to him in druidic. Mm-hmm. Um, like, hey, I don't think you have squatters rights here. <laughs> uh, he, uh, are you? Uh, you still have movement. Are you wanting to use that for anything? I'm gonna move a little bit farther away from him. Okay. Um. Um. He. Um. Says to you, uh, nature bows to my every whim, for I have the vampire's staff, and. Uh, he run. He walks up because he's on the farther side of the room. He walks up to the balcony and just straight up jumps down onto the wagon below. Oh shit! Oh shit! That's our wagon. Wait. No, the wagon below is this one oh. that the barrels were. Okay. Your guys' okay. wagon would be out okay. here. Okay. Yeah. But he's still right by, and that's where Adam. Wait, the wave ravens were down there. Um. The poor baby. So was that his action? And and a whatever Um, name is. He uh, is just going to run. Just run for his action. Yeah. Okay. Because that was just his move. Do you have hold person? Um. Actually, I'm gonna roll a quick. Um. How much damage is he taking for that? I'm gonna roll. Hang on. I'm gonna roll a quick deck save to see uh, if he (laughs) lands it. That's a nat three. So he is going to take the full brunt of the fall damage. Just five. Oh. Okay. Not that much, but it's still some good fall damage. Oh. Uh, and he is, uh, actually, because of that, he is knocked prone. Okay. So he realistically wouldn't have any movement left to get up on his turn. Um, How far away is he? That's n- He's not prone. So it would cost him the rest of his movement to get back up, but he can still use a move action to get 30 feet away. So he's he's a floor below you in thirty feet, um, out of the winery. He is just running toward the woods. Um. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna cast hold the dead on him now again. Okay. Uh, make a wish save again. That's an at seven. He fails. Which would be a nine total. So. And he's going to take. 2d12 of necrotic damage because he's already taken hit points. Okay. Yeah, so. roll that. I'll be straight up, depending on how you roll. Could kill this guy. He could still be alive. I'm. Mm-hmm. Let me double check and make sure that I have his hit points right. Yeah. I feel like I kind of would like to talk to him a bit, but... A 9 and an 8, so that's going to be that's 17. 17, he's still up. But he hardened? He hardened. He hurt. Well, considering 24 could have taken him out. 
And then I'm going also, to... Also, that's that's fair. That's yeah. A, yeah. And I'm going to use my movement to fly down. Okay. And try to catch him. Okay. Um, you're not quite at him. Because um, Told the Dead's an action, right? Yes. Uh, you're not quite at him. You're probably about 15 or so feet away. Okay. Mm-hmm. I love how we're doing, I'm doing this theater of the mind style when we mm-hmm. do have these battle maps, but... No, it's fine. It actually, it, in my head, it feels better. Okay. It feels better. So Honestly, I feel like I probably should have done actual... I should have brought out the combat board last session for the combat. Yeah, that's but, fair. But that also kind of would have been, like, excluded Sammy a little bit because yeah. she wouldn't have been able to see it super well. Yeah. So... It happens. But just with how many I was running, it would have made a lot of sense. I just don't have... If I were to do 30 minis, or 30 of my monster tokens, would be this many. Oh my gosh. Yeah, no, we're good. We're <laughs> so good. I'm. So even just for that first round, I wouldn't I wouldn't have had enough for, for subsequent rounds. Hmm. Even with how effective you guys were. Yeah. All right. Uh, so you're about oh, 15, 15 feet away. He is going to turn around and is going to run towards you. Oh. And he Bring it. is going to make an attack roll. Bring it. I want that staff now. <laughs> well, that's an at six. It doesn't. That, that die mind. literally just landed straight onto the, <laughs> on the rolling tray. It's a man. To be fair, I did kind of go from above and not from the side, so. And um, but did. yeah, so uh, that's not going to be a hit no matter what. And um, how close is he to me? He's within melee. He's within melee? Mm-hmm. My sword is still poisoned. That's right. So I deal. I want to... Hold on, where is it? Uh, also, didn't Red also have the Poisoner feet? Isn't this their second character? No, Red had a different feat. Mm. Um, Red had, like, Skulker and Sharpshooter, I think. Yeah, she had Sharpshooter. Yeah. Which was fantastic. It um, was highly broken. Um, Hold on. Potent Poison. Let me look at that. I had uh, Potent Poison. Uh... When the creature takes damage from the coated weapon or ammunition, the creature must succeed on a DC 14 constitution save or take an extra 2d8 poison damage. Well, so give me that attack roll first. Yes, sir. Um, with my short sword. Plus three. Okay, that was, uh, that was a 17. Yeah, that hits. Okay. Um, so it's a DC 14 con save, mm-hmm. you said? Yes. Yeah, he fails it. Okay, so he's going to take 2d8 plus 1d6 damage. Go. I'm going to fuck this guy up. Well, he doesn't even need that much. (laughs) No. I mean, minimum damage would not be enough to kill him. I would be straight up. Plus 12 damage. Oh, yeah, he's dead. Uh, How do you gut this son of a bitch? I'm just going to slice up. And it's gonna slice like all the way across his chest. Ooh, crotch first, so he yep. feels it all as I'm it short. goes. I'm short, it makes sense. 
Yeah, I slice crotch up oh all the God. way up to like his head. Out of golf, how much of how much of that was slashing? How much of that was poison? Um, only the D six was so two of it was slashing. The rest of it was poison. Yeah. So so you slice him, taint to. I wasn't gonna say taint to taint. Taint to neck. It's gonna go like all the way yeah. like up. Um, and it's a pretty superficial wound, but then you see the poison of your blade start to. <laughs> fester and like corrode around him and he collapses in a just in a heap um and you see the staff that he was holding was still was he was carrying was still is still intact may i make an arcana check on the staff please do okay uh do this with advantage awesome that was a nat 20 on my second one i rolled a nat one and a nat 20 Add a Gulfius staff to your inventory and read its description to everyone. Let me grab That's that. That's G-U-L. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. G-U-L. I literally can see your hands. I don't know why I, got I thought it. you were okay. ready to type. I got it. Made from the branch of a Gulfius tree, um, a Gulfius staff is a spongy black length of wood. Its evil makes... Its evil makes beasts wildly uncomfortable while within 30 feet of it. The staff has 10 charges and regains 1d6 plus 4 of its expended charges daily at dusk. If the staff is broken or burned to ashes, its wood releases a terrible inhuman scream that can be heard out of a range of 300 feet. All blights can hear the scream and immediately wither and die. It has a vampiric strike. The staff can be wielded as a magic quarterstaff. On a hit, it deals damage as a normal quarterstaff. If you expend one charge to regain a number of hit points equal to the damage dealt by the weapon. Each time a charge is spent, red blood oozes from the staff's pores. And you must succeed on a DC 12 wisdom save, saving throw or be affected with short-term madness. It also has um, blight Bane, when you are attuned to the staff, blights and other evil plant creatures don't regard you as hostile until you harm them. This is also a rare item. So I think that's probably going to be your rare item. No, I know it was. I know it wasn't on your wish list, but it's it, not. You know what? Fuck it. You'll get another one eventually. I'm going to add it to my equipment. Um, so How here's... wise are you? Just buy. Just ask. Wisdom is my highest. I would say she's okay. a druid. I would. I'm a druid. I have um, a seventeen also, in wisdom. Also okay, on good. a good. just checking. Also on a nat twenty, I will just fully just read to you the description of a Gulfius tree. I really want to know, so please do. It is a, it is a, as it sounds, a tree. It is a gargantuan object in terms of stats, because it's a fucking tree, and it's big. Um, so, two magical fruits ripen on the tree each year. Each fruit resembles an apple, but it slowly extrudes from the tree like a cyst. Up to a week before the summer solstice, a ruby red fruit grows. Someone other than a construct who eats a quarter or more of it regains 70 hit points. In addition, any blindness, deafness, and diseases affecting the eater end. Up to a week before the winter solstice, a sickly white fruit grows. Someone who eats a quarter or more of it takes 70 necrotic damage. Each fruit has 1d4 seeds that, if planted, grow leafless woody shrubs that animate as twig blights after one year. 
If a humanoid is bound to the bowl of the Galtheus tree, over the next 24 hours, the victim is com sucked completely into the tree. Once the victim is completely absorbed into the tree, it becomes the tree's thrall and is expelled over the course of one hour. The Galtheus tree can have only four thralls at any one time. A victim's skin is rough, gray, and bark-like. A thrall is totally corrupted, becoming neutral evil. Such a creature exists only to serve the Galtheus tree and those who tend it, such as, a, such as, um, that's a specific creature in the adventure this is pulled from. It possesses all of its former abilities and gains the following traits. Uh, bark skin, AC can't be lower than 16, and uh, tree thrall, if it dies, the thrall dies 24 hours later. Now that's some pretty mechanical, beefy stuff. But I can't remember if it's I in. The lights. I can't remember if Galtheus Tree is in here or what else? in. It's mine now. It's <laughs> okay. Mine. I think madness is probably going to take you at one point. Legends tell of a vampire named Galtheus who worked terrible magic and raised up an abominable tower called Nightfang Spire. Galtheus was undone when a hero plunged a wooden stake through his heart, but as the vampire was destroyed, his blood infused the stake with a dreadful power. In time, tendrils of new growth sprouted from the wood, growing into a sapling infused with the vampire's evil essence. It is said that a mad druid discovered the sapling, transplanting it to an underground grotto where it could grow. From this Galtheus tree came the seeds from which the first blights were sown. Whenever a tree or plant is contaminated by an, a fragment of evil of an evil mind or power, a Galtheus tree can rise to infest and corrupt the surrounding forest. Its evil spreads through root and soil to other plants, which perish or transform into blights. As those blights spread, they poison and uproot healthy plants, replacing them with brambles, toxic weeds, and others of their kind. In time, an infestation of blights can turn any land or forest into a place of corruption. In forest infested with blights, trees and plants grow with supernatural speed. Vines and undergrowth rapidly spread through buildings and overrun trails and roads. After blights have killed or driven off their inhabitants, whole villages can disappear in the space of days. <laughs> so that's the lore behind the Galtheus tree. If anybody so was going to have... So this is made from... The Galtheus tree. Yeah. If anybody was going to have this kind of staff, I'm glad it was me. <laughs> because it's very much a it druid fits thing. Thematically, yeah, exactly. Uh -huh. Really, it's a druid thing. It's not like a druid was carrying it. <laughs> it's a druid thing, it's fine. Um, would they have heard the commotion of everything? I mean, you were on the other. Give me a perception check. I was like, we were on the entire other side of the. It's going to be a really high man. I'm going to be straight up. You said perception? Because that's through some walls mm -hmm. as well. 19. Uh, 16, so not bad. 19. I added my mind of the DC to 20. Damn. So neither of them have heard this. Correct. Okay. All right, well, I'm going to, I'm just exploring. This Don't. is all happening while they're exploring. I am fighting. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you also didn't call out to us or anything. I didn't so. need it. It was a druid. I was going to, I was going to kill him anyway. He was a mad druid. He's giving me a bad rap. Fuck you! I can't believe Fuck you done you give me that staff! Okay. Um, so you... The madness has already set in. So, um, also Twiggy, you see there is a doorway. Um, uh, the spacing on that. Okay, well I flew is... down, so I'm down here now. 
technically you're a bit farther away I'm... from that. Oh, aren't you? No, I because she jumped down, he that. came back. He came to her. So they're about 15 feet outside from the lower level of the loading dock. Oh, then I was right. Because uh, so he probably jumped down to here. Mm-hmm. So you're probably right here. Did the were-ravens hear all this? They were right there, weren't they? I don't when know we if came they would have right there. Yeah. Well, they, were, we, they came up to us, and we were right there. I just want to know if I can walk in and I have a new staff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, also, you see in the loading dock, there's another door. There's So there's area where you came from there's one door to the uh, I'm talking about the attic by the way as well there's, there's one door slightly to the south too. and then there's another door next to it as well okay um, you guys see in this hallway there's it uh, leads to four doors one of them is open three of them are shut and it also leads to a tiny um, little spiral staircase that leads downwards as well uh, I go and look in the room that's open. The first one? Yeah. I'm going to go into the second one. Nope. I'm going to try to get into the second one that's closed. These are both identical. Great. I'm not going to fuss with that. <laughs> All right. What do I see? What do I see? Marsh. Yes. The door to this room hangs open. In this chamber are a desk, a chair, a tall wooden cabinet, and a strange contraption that takes up most of the northern end of the room. I want to go investigate the strange contraption. Okay. Roll this with advantage, by the way. Wow. Uh huh. Uh. You want me to do investigation? Sure. That works for me. It's 11. Um, okay. Uh, and you're just investigating, which, or are you just kind of looking throughout the whole room as well? Yeah, I think... Actually, I feel like if I walked in and I noticed this weird looking machine that would be what i went to look at okay on an 11 i don't think marsh would know this but luke would know this the object is a printing press damn which is and they can see so you can see like i don't know if this would even use movable type but basically this is this is how they make the wine bottle late this is the like room where they make the wine bottle labels Right. So like you can so Marsh can see like what are cl- what would be pretty obviously kinds of stamps, paper. Um, the ink is actually made out of wine apparently, which kind of makes sense. It's a bit That's circular. Cool. Um, so you see like you know wine reduction. Okay, then I feel like I feel like. Uh, but I don't know if Marsh would know intuitively on first glance that it's a printing press. I think after like That's seeing a very, like, some workers class, not upper class. I think after seeing like the the different details of it he would have came to a similar conclusion however i don't think he would have known it was exactly known it by name or yeah a printing press but Um, he would know like what this machine mm -hmm. did go ahead and give me a another investigation check this one's just going to be flat Uh as you're just kind of looking around the room as well 18 
Um, uh, I feel like Marsh, uh, would probably be, like, rooting around the room a little bit as well yeah. to find some secrets or, like, oh, there's paper and I like reading books, so see if there's anything nice. Yeah. Um, and so you're going through the cabinet and you see a key hanging on a loop of twine. I take the key. Oh. Um, and then Vera, you were wanting to go into one of the other rooms next to it? Yeah. Cool. Um, so these next two rooms that I laid down are identical, so it doesn't really matter which one you go into. Hi. But two pairs of bunk beds occupy this room. Against the west wall rest four identical foot lockers. Well, I have a feeling that this is where the were-ravens stayed, so I feel like going through their stuff would be rude. That's fair. Um, as you go into the eastern one, though, um, you see... Um, uh, the eastern one, so the one closer to Sophie, is yeah. a bit messier, and you see some toys strewn about. Um, one of the toys uh, resembles a child's wooden rocking horse, except that the horse is black with wild eyes and has painted orange flames where its mane, tail, and hooves should be. Rest in peace. Carved into this wooden horse is the name Bucephalus, and in smaller lettering, the slogan, He's no fun, he's no Blinsky! I was just about to ask you if it was from Blinsky! <laughs> of course it's from Blinsky! I was going to say you described it, and then I was like, Is it from... I it wanted, fits the vibe. I was waiting yeah. for you to finish, because I wanted to be like, Is it from Blinsky's? <laughs> of course it's from Blinsky's. We need to go back to Blinsky's at some point. Because, honestly... I have so many of his items, and I want more. Um, but yeah, you would I obviously recognize so this wooden. The the name of the flaming horse yeah. creature is a nightmare, and like because it's a punk. I feel like if you about mare as in the horse. I feel like if you ended up go like uh, showing it to me, and <laughs> I looked over it and saw that it had Blinsky's on it, I would probably end up like getting a big grin over my face and start telling you all about Blinsky's and how it's the best place in this mm -hmm. entire Oh, I want to say this I can't remember who country, this is state, if you got are. this for one of the I other have a ghost one of you whistle. got the Raven song music box but I don't remember who you got it for I think it it's for. me it's no fun. It's I think no you got it but you got it for you gave it to someone. Twiggy, didn't you? No, no he gave me the I ghost gave... whistle I want to say you yeah. got that I want to say you got that from Lysander Actually, I gave sense. this to Arabelle. Did you really? I'm pretty sure this is the one I that know I you gave. I gave it to someone. I was like, I gave something to Arabelle, and I think it was the music okay. box. Because there was nothing, because I mean, she couldn't tracks. actually kill herself with it. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. I do remember, because that's why I was like, didn't you give it to Twiggy? To be fair, Blinsky is also the kind of, it gives off the kind of vibe of like, he invented lawn darts. You know, like the notoriously like dangerous like game. game. Absolutely, yeah. it's Blinsky. It's fun. It's Blinsky. It's no fun. It's no Blinsky. Um, I was yeah. going to say the other cards would be in there, but I don't have like um, all of my cut downstairs. Uh, Twiggy, so you're you come back in. Where were you wanting to investigate next? I'm just going to stay put in uh, in the loading dock. Yeah. How okay. long is this taking? Like in game right now. Not terribly long, but it's the order of several minutes. I was going to say, I feel like I was, thinking, to look I was thinking of maybe attuning to the staff. 
Attunement takes an hour. That's why I was asking. Um, I don't you know. You could start the process. You could start probably. the process, and then, yeah, they could just, when they yeah. catch up to you, they can just wait. Yeah, I'm going to start the process of cool. attuning to this. Item. I was oh. very safe because I feel like we're doing a pretty quick once over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, we're not really. It took me a like five seconds to get rid of this guy. Well, actually, yeah, like you dispatched him pretty quickly. All right. But I'm going to. Well, there's one more door at the end of the hallway. Right, I'm going to go into the last one. I go, I go into the it last one. It's no fun. Cool. It's no Blinsky. Exactly. Um, this room. Right here. Dining room. Yeah, actually. Uh, this room contains a rectangular table surrounded by eight chairs, an L-shaped cupboard, and a floor-to-ceiling closet pantry. Next to the pantry is a small iron stove. Aside from the door you guys came in, there are two more doors leading off of this room. <laughs> and I'm just going to straight up tell you, cupboard contains dishware and eating utensils. The pantry holds ingredients and the winery's stores of like food uh, probably like tasting crackers or like the palate cleansing yeah. ones i'm gonna go into that room to the east first to the east okay yeah dope scoozy here is what you see it's the master bedroom <laughs> um this room contains a four-poster bed, its headboard carved in the likeness of a giant raven. A soft black rug covers the floor between the bed and the door. In the corners of the south wall stand two slender wardrobes with a tapestry of a church hanging on the wall between them. Beneath the tapestry sits a handsomely carved rocking cradle. To the north under the window is a plain desk and chair. Other furnishings include a wooden chest and a freestanding mirror in a wooden frame. I check out the wooden chest. Is it locked? Um, it doesn't say it is. So, I open the chest. Inside the chest are 50 gold pieces, 270 electrum pieces, which, as you're accustomed to now, are all stamped with Strahd's profile, Mm -hmm. and 350 silver. Um, go ahead and roll me a perception check, though. So let's say I would have went in there with him. So can I do that as well? Yeah, go for it. Uh, dirty 22. Um, you find a secret compartment in the lid um, that holds a gold locket, inside of which is a painted portrait of a beautiful woman, as well as a pouch containing 550 gold gemstones. She's prettier than me. She's she gorgeous. Pretty? Oh. I'm pretty. It's a very good like oil painting, especially for how tiny it is. How much gold was in the 50. thing? Um, you said in the tiny bag that was oh, at the. Top. Uh, five gemstones worth fifty gold each. I'll take the five gemstones worth fifty steal gold from each. Steal these Why are you stealing from them? Um, we can, Vera, we can take it as payment. How about that? Vera, are you? Um, what are you? In, are you investigate? What are you investigating in the room? Uh, just anything in general. Um, I got a twenty-one. Um, But I was just as if there's anything else that stands Um, out. You're looking around, um, just as Marsh is kind of fiddling with the chest and stuff. Um, The wardrobes contain clothing, as you would expect, Um, and you're kind of just looking into the the um, contents of the desk, 
and you see it holds manifests that record wine shipments for what seem to be, you're not quite certain, but the, the what you're assuming are the years, this manifest goes back, like these manifests go back a century. Yeah. Um, Damn. They reveal that almost all um, shipments are made to the following locations. And they are just abbreviated. Um, if you want to figure out where exactly, what exactly those abbreviations are, I'm going to need like an insight check, probably. Or, Could or I some kind of intelligence action? check. Sure. Yeah, as you like pour over this as well. Yeah. So you see the abbreviations are, abbreviations are BV, as in Bravo Victor, BW, K, the word Vistani, of course. And then in the oldest records, an S. Like the oldest that they used to deliver Oh, it to? says the wooden chest is locked and the key is hidden in one of the bedposts, but I'm sure you would have found that on your... <laughs> you, got a, you got a decent uh, perception check, so... Oh, Thank well. Uh, right, basically, uh, the uh, knob on one of the best bedposts is loose and can be removed. It reveals the key compartment inside, and then you can use that... Um, and then there's also a secret door in the north corner of the east wall that gives you access. So here, that gives you access to the loading winch. Because you rolled really high on that perception. Word. Mm-hmm. Oh. I got 22 on my insight. Okay. So BV stands Let's for, um, uh, which Marsh would definitely be helping you on this one. Yes. You weren't in. You were yeah. never visiting the village of Barovia. I- but BV yeah. stands for the Blood of the Vine Tavern. Yeah, it does. <sighs> okay. BW stands for the Blue Water Inn, which is in the town of Valaki. Yep, I've been there. K just stands for Kresk. How the fuck do you spell it again? K-R-E-Z-K. That's what I thought. Vistani stands for Vistani. Yep. Um, and then the S stands for Strahd. That one's pretty a pretty easy thing to intuit. Yeah. Word. Um, but yeah. And then I'll just fill this in because knowing you guys, We're you're gonna just go going to check anyway. it. Yep. It's just a hallway that leads to the loading winch. Word. There's no secret door in here that leads here. Word. Yeah. All right. I'm going to go through the tiny staircase. Cool. Um, so just to make sure, like, in the manifest that go like, the century yeah. one, the oldest, Shrod is in the oldest records. He has not been in any recent ones. Correct. Okay. Okay. Hello. You, hello, hello, hello. Is there anybody in there? Just not if you can hear me. My mom okay. says that to me a lot. Marsh, <laughs> I don't you answer. come down this stairwell. Hello. And you come out into yes. this room that contains rows of, of new barrels that fill the room. They're new, so they're empty. A narrow stone staircase spirals upward in the in the southwest corner. I go through the eastern door. The eastern door? Yes. So you come out to this room right here. You see there's an exit door um, that I feel like marshes. Um, mental mapping is probably really good, so he's probably able to tell that 
this that leads outside but um this in this room strips of iron and wood lie in neat piles on the floor of this workshop the walls of which are lined with tools two work tables stand against the east wall oh to make the barrels exactly oh wow um then uh it's not super easy to tell but i'll give you guys these anyway there is there are two more locations one of which is here, just off of the out the outer wall of the fermentation room, and then there's this one on the back wall as well. Um, so if you want to go visit either of those, you can. If you're pretty much fucking done, that's also good too. Um, I think. I mean, being Marsh, Marsh would make sure. He's gone through no every room Don't. just to make sure when the werewolves yeah. get back that this place is 100% clean. clear. Dope. Um, which one are you... I want to go into the big one. Big one first? Yeah. I'll go into the small All one. Right. I'll do the small one for Marsh first. Um, in this room, uh, bare hooks line the walls of the storage room. Shelves to the south hold several pairs of stained wooden sandals with oversized soles. Both doors to this room hang open. The one to the west um, lead, is fitted with iron brackets and leads outside into the rain. Lying onto the floor next to it is a five-foot-long wooden beam. Oh, okay. nothing weird, nothing suspicious. Not suspicious. It's basically like a storage room, oh, mud room. Oh, All right, then I think. And then the final room of the Wizard of Wines. Yaga. Um. Uh, so Vera's here first, and then Marsh comes later. Yeah, I probably would join. A dirty window in the south wall allows dim light to enter this room. Wine bottles are manufactured here as evidenced by the tools lying about, the wooden rack full of freshly blown glass bottles along the south wall, the hearth built into the southwest corner, and the barrel of, st- of sand standing next to it. A staircase descends underground, and between it and the rack of bottles stands a barred door. Uh, okay. Can I... Can the, I east, the door is barred from the inside as well, if that's what you're... Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, can I, like, try to look into the door? Can I see anything if I look through the bars? Or is, like, like this... It's this one that goes ba- outside. Barred right? as in it's barred from entry. Oh, okay, okay. Not okay. barred, yeah. Never mind, never mind. Okay. Uh, okay. But, yeah, like, you can... If Vera were to take, you know, the, um... Reinforce, not reinforce, like the the stuff, for the barricade yes. off from it, it would just open outside. I don't know if you're planning on doing that or not, but I'm just going to straight up tell you that. Word. It also shows it on the map as well. Word. Cool. Yeah. I would go find the Were Ravens and tell them that the house is cleared. Yeah. Cool. They're kind of chilling around the loading dock, just waiting for you guys to have come back out. Yeah. Um, you guys come out onto the loading dock. Twiggy, are you where your mini is right now as well? You basically have. I'm like move. sitting on the stairs. Dope. Uh, what does it look like as they walk out and Twiggy is just attuning to her staff? I'm just kind of once over, like playing with it, you know, like studying it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Just like giving a little jab. <laughs> Roll me a d6 and a d10. Okay. Subtract two from the d6. Okay. Three from three from the d6. Is that with that minus two? Yeah. Okay. And the d10. A six. Yeah, a six. 
Uh, you have 36 minutes remaining on your attunement. Dang! Uh, but after which you will have gained the benefit of a short rest. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm just playing with and it. And so for you guys, it's been about 24 minutes in reference since Twiggy had that combat. Word. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'll go up to but Yeah, so Twiggy's just, like, admiring, examining this staff mm-hmm. and... Yeah. All right, well... Tell them the house is cleared. Go and up to Twiggy. See that they're clearly busy attuning to an item, and probably would just go and talk to the Were Ravens a bit. Cool. Probably. Yeah, they're all just kind of chilling there, waiting for the all clear signal, basically. Yeah, I'd give them the all clear, and then just kind of be like. So, I think, because we told them that we know, at least, or we think we know where one of them is. One of yeah. the big gems. Because so, they know one of them was taken, the one that was taken most recently was taken to Yesterkill. Okay. And the druids came back to basically try to finish off the were-ravens for good. I um, think... Or at least just displace them. Uh, so you straight up tell them, hey, we think we know where the where one of the other ones is. Yeah. Do you tell them that it's with Bobbly Zaga? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Also, I'm just for future reference, uh, now that we've seen the whole thing, I'm pasting the Wizard of Wines winery Thank you. into the maps and handouts chat. What was the other place that was one of the gems are sold to besides Baba? Oh, uh, Yester Hill. Which That's where which that tra- castle is, right? No. Yester Hill is where the were raven in Berez mm-hmm. told Twiggy that the druids are from. Yes. Or that they hang out. And I marked it on the on the map. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and because Twiggy's marked it on the map, you know it's a relatively short jaunt from the winery to where Yester Hill is. Ah, uh, cool. Mm-hmm. It's Yester like yesterday. Yeah, I figured. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we they don't they don't know where the third they, one is. The third one, um, so as you guys are kind of like talking about this, um, Davian uh, says that I, I'm gonna do this out of character because I don't like my Scottish accent today. Well, I'm gonna do this just as narration because I'm just gonna read from the book basically. But Davian blames his middle son Irwin, who you guys have met. He's the uh, he's the father proprietor of the Blue Water Inn in um, Valaki. Uh, he blames him for the loss because he was on watch the night the gem was taken. Uh, Davian is convinced that Erwin shirked his duty to spend time with his betrothed, Danica. The two men have been at odds ever since. And to this day, Erwin steadfastly denies his father's accusation. Not that you guys would... I don't know if Erwin would say that, but he probably was like, of course he denies it, but... Uh. Mm-hmm. So, we know where two is. One is a mystery. Mm-hmm. Cool. And today is a gift. That's why we call it the present. And mm-hmm. tomorrow, I die. I'm dying tomorrow. Also, because I was smart and labeled all of these on the backside, I'm not super pressed about putting these back in order. 
That's fair. That's fair, yeah. But also, since you guys have fully discovered this place, I'm probably just gonna put this back into my little maps folder. Something I didn't do, though, is I've not figured out where that key goes. Oh, I lied, because there was one other place. It's, if you look, it's, um, I think it's W3. W7? Seven, probably. Um, that little outhouse looking place? Uh, no, that's just an outhouse. Oh, uh, well. W5. You guys technically haven't been. I'll just read it. Um, but yeah, so, because the key leads from between the fermentation room and that little veranda. Uh-huh. Um, which you, which, like, looks outside as well. Like, you guys would have seen this from the outside. Um, but resting on a flag flagstone veranda are three five-foot diameter wooden tubs. They're inside stained with grape juice. Each tub has a short ladder bolted to its side and a catch basin tucked under, underneath. At the back of the veranda from which you came is a set of sliding wooden doors as well as a normal-sized wooden door. Stone pillars and arches support the upper floors above. We need to check the barrels. Oh, I know what you're talking about, okay. Um, also, just for narrative purposes, I feel like Arden would have just been chilling in probably the yeah. um, loading dock. A uh, question. Yeah. So the key was just for those doors, those sliding doors? Uh, yes. The uh. sliding wooden doors are chained shut from the inside, and that smaller door is barred shut from the inside. The right. key unlocks the then chain. Then I would just go and put the key back. Cool. Yeah, this is basically like the stomping basins, more okay. or less. Um, do one of you literally? Have so I'll read. I'll read you guys this. So for the well, W six, a I ring have? of tight-fitting moss-covered stones encloses this forty-foot-deep well. W seven, the outhouse. Sweet-smelling herbs hang from the eaves of this ramshackle wooden outhouse, which has a small crescent moon carved into its door. And then outside of the thing that the DM reads narratively, it just says, the outhouse contains no surprises. <laughs> the outhouse contains no surprises. Huh? It's an outhouse. Exactly what you would expect from a re- from a little shack with a moon on the door. <laughs> Shrek. <laughs> like, that's like that, like, cultural, yeah, like, swamp. it's like that cultural shorthand for, yeah, this is, a, this is the place where people shit. This is an outhouse. Exactly. So I won't find Shrek in there? Nope. No, probably not. Them. Why did somebody once tell you that? Yeah. All right. Well, I think I would go over to where Twiggy is then, and just plop down and like meditate. Cool. Do you all want to take a short rest? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Cool. Um. So Twiggy, for the remaining thirty some odd minutes of your short rest, you're tuning to your Galthius staff. Mm-hmm. Marsh, what are you doing during your short rest? I'm reading the tome. Dope. And Vera, what are you planning on doing during your short rest? Uh, can I read the tome with you? Uh, just one oh. person can read the tome. I mean, can I read the tome out loud? Sure. Uh, as you do that... You, I don't have an item for this that you can add yet, but you are, you become attuned to the Tome of Strahd. 
You have uh, you gain the following benefits while attuned. You have advantage on any skill check made to recall information about Barovian history and lore. And you gain a plus one to AC and to any saving throws when defending against Strahd von Zarevich's magic. The plus one to AC is only against Strahd, if that makes sense. And what was the other plus for it? Uh, plus one to AC and plus one to saving throws. Plus okay. one to, sa- saving plus one to AC against, against Strahd, plus one to saving throws okay. against Strahd. Um, while attuned to this tome, with the following exception, um, you may spend four hours attempting to decipher new sections of the tome in order to gain further insight into the life of Strahd and the land of Barovia. Deciphering a chapter, with the exception of this first chapter, requires an, intelli- an investigation or arcana check and at least four hours of dedicated research time. Another creature may assist you in the attempt and grant advantage on the check if they help. Attempting to decipher the book or offering your help in deciphering it requires your passive, reduces your passive perception by five for the duration of the four hours. The tome also appears to contain esoteric magical knowledge akin to spells inscribed within a wizard's spell book. As the spells and magic contained within are revealed to you, you may cast any spells recorded in the tome as a ritual. If a spell found in the tome does not have the ritual tag, it is nonetheless a ritual spell for you when cast from the tome. Once a spell cat is cast in this way, it cannot be cast from the tome again until you until the following dusk. If the spell is of a higher level than you are able to cast, you must succeed on a DC 10 plus the spell's level in Arcana check. If you fail, the spell's use for the day is still expended. For that, I'm going to go based on, like, fucking regular magic, like, wizard rules. So, like, currently at level of your primary class. So, currently at Monk 5, a level 3 spell or lower you can cast. Anything higher than that would require an Arcana check. That's fair. What are your pronouns for your character? They, them. Okay. And then I'll read this other column as well. It's a bit of a slog, and then there's stuff for it as well. Can you also... I can sum this. Thank you. I was about to say, so I have... Everything. Yeah. So, um, this hand-assembled, aged leather book hangs on weighted steel hinges. Though many pages are brittle and damaged, it is clear that it was penned by Strahd von Zarevich, the Lord of Barovia himself, over the course of the many centuries of his life. A brief, intimate introduction gives you the impression that the pages may reveal deep secrets of his long life, though they are mostly written in near-incomprehensible cipher. I'm a smart person. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, once the attuned creature has decided to investigate a chapter, if it is successfully decoded, we'll get to that in a second, they are forcefully absorbed into the pages of the book along with any other creature within 30 feet. So we'll get to that in a second. The first chapter uh, has already been decoded. Um, those are That's the important stuff. So, so I'm sucked inside of this book. Uh, mm-hmm. We're sucked inside of this book. Um, as you open it as well, give me an Arcana check. I don't get sucked inside the book. I don't know. You're within thirty feet. feet okay. I was very say I was reading it out loud. So okay. Nat twenty, baby. You recognize as you open the book for the <gasps> first time. You see a what you've seen this before, but it is a dispelled glyph of warding on the cl- on the clasp that once secured the front cover. 
Once you open it, after you've attuned to it over the course of the hour, you leaf through the pages, some torn or flooded. Some branded with unknowable symbols, and others still artfully scribed with a murky black ink. The tale is long and written in a series of foreign scripts, save the first page, which transforms before your eyes into common. I, Strahd, Lord of Barovia, well aware of certain events of my reign, have been desperately misunderstood by those who are better at garbling history than recording it, hereby set down an exact record of those events that the truth may at last be known. The pages flutter open to the book center and mist begins to pour open from the binding. Marsh, you feel lightheaded as this happens. Your vision fades and from the blackness now surrounding you, a hungry fog rolls across the ground. You shout and there is nothing. The mist chokes closer. A man clad in a black coat and a regal red tunic looks at you through the cloud with a stern face and piercing eyes. He steps toward you with the grace of a king. Your eyes meet his cold glare as it bears down on you, and he speaks. The two of you are also present for this. This darkness envelops you, mm -hmm. fog rolls around across the ground, and you see this man approaching Marsh. And he says, I am the ancient. I am the land. My beginnings are lost in the darkness of the past. The visage of the man disperses into a black and red cloud before reforming into a young boy. This boy is no older than 12, with a small sword at his side and tears streaming down his cheeks. The mist recedes further, revealing a well-adorned, sunlit castle courtyard. The low buzz of insects and humidity add weight to the summer air. Hanging on the ramparts overhead are red banners depicting the same raven iconography cast in metal on the cover of the tome. The boy that stood before you moments ago now sits atop a small set of stairs leading to a wooden door. From beyond it you can hear distant but boisterous laughter. And we're going to take a bio break because I really need to pee and then read through the next couple of pages. I feel Twiggy's development is starting now for my next level. Oh my god. I don't know if I told you or if you know about this, but I am taking my third and final level of Paladin at the next set, mm -hmm. next level up, and I'm taking Oath of Redemption, mm -hmm. which means Twiggy has the the desire to fix Strahd. Like, she can fix him. That's she's, what Oath of Redemption is. She's going full, I can fix him. Yes. I'll have to read you Oath of Redemption, because it's really, actually, it's really cool. <sighs> Twiggy, no. Twiggy, no. Hold on. Let me read you this. Oath it of Redemption. so well, though. It really does. She literally was talking to me and Seth about it, and she'd read that one, and I was like, oh, fully Twiggy all the way right there. Oh. The, I can fix him. I can fix I'll him. read you the description of Oath of Redemption. The Oath of Redemption sets a paladin on a difficult path. 
one that requires a holy warrior to use violence only as last resort. Paladins who dedicate themselves to this oath believe that any person can be redeemed and that that path of benevolence and justice is one that anyone can walk. These paladins face evil creatures in hopes of turning the foes to the light, and they slay their enemies only when such a deed will clearly save other lives. Paladins who follow this path are known as redeemers. Um, while redeemers are idealists, they are, no, they are no fools. Redeemers know that undead, demons, devils, and other supernatural threats can be inherently evil. Against such foes, paladins who swear this oath begin the full wreck. Bring oath bring the full wrath of their weapon and spells to bear yet the redeemers still pray that one day even creatures of wickedness will invite their own redemption and i have like a whole like tenets of redemption um for peace uh yeah they hold a high standard of peace and justice peace violence is a weapon of last resort diplomacy and understanding are the paths of long-lasting peace innocence all people begin a life in an innocent state and their environment or influence of dark forces drives them to evil. By setting the proper example and working to heal the wounds of a deeply flawed world, you can set anyone on a righteous path. Patience, change takes time. Those who have walked the path of wicked uh, must be given reminders to keep them honest and true. Once they have planted the seed of righteousness in a creature, you must work day after day to allow them the seed to survive and flourish. And wisdom, your heart must stay clear, for eventually you will be a for forced to admit defeat. While every creature can be redeemed, while every creature that can be redeemed, some are far, so far along the path of evil that you have no choice but to end their lives for the greater good. Any such action must be carefully weighed, uh, and the consequences fully understood. But once you have made the decision, follow through with it, knowing your path is just. It is so perfect for my paladin oath. <laughs> Oh, right. question. Answer. Do we want to go down to the Yester Hill and try and find their other gym before we go back and drop off the wine? I feel I like feel we've like been. We should stop off the wine first. Then like, we would go back and forth and back and forth. I know. Where the fuck it, is Yester Hill? It's we're at so H Yester Hill or W, and then it's y. y. So it's yeah, right Yester down Hill there. Yeah, Yester Hill is right here. And. Uh, we are currently in here. No, we're at W, isn't it? That's where Wizard of Wines is. That's right. Wizard of Wines is right here. We would be going here. I think if we're going to go, we need to go there now and then go back and deliver the wine. Because I think it'd be... It'd be a lot to have to go all the way back to Valaki, which is at P... No. No, Valaki is by N. Valaki is N. Is N, yes. Oh, I see the name up there. So, yeah, that's Valaki. Yeah, because we would have to go all the way. And this is Barovia. Yeah. And then Straw's over here. He's at K. <gasps> yeah. It's right. E. Yeah. You're right there. Yeah. My life right there. Stop. You're disgusting. Shut up. Disgusting. He can be fixed, okay? Jesus Christ. <laughs> I, mean, I walk I back and all him. I hear is, he can be fixed. I can fix him. I don't think so. Good luck. My paladin oath says otherwise. When I get it. But yeah, the, I, this is definitely the start of her getting there. 
<laughs> yeah, my food is almost yeah. Yeah. Finally. Oh god, I want my nuggets. I really want my nuggets. My ass hurts. I'm sorry. It's not your fault. What are you doing? I'm grabbing my charger for my laptop. Oh. If you didn't know, I like to lay in bed and play on my computer. Wait, you do? I would have never guessed. Listen, I got a computer, a literal gaming laptop. Of course I'm going to use it to game. Well, that's not so before. <laughs> well, it works really well, does it? I'm much easier to swap pawns. Amanda better get here quick. Mm. I'm hungry. Amanda! Amanda? But I believe um, Twiggy is becoming quite more powerful than she ever thought she was going to be. <laughs> Let's be honest. I'm excited about this staff. I really am. Good. I control the blights. <laughs> Tis I. I am also the ancient. <laughs> Ow. Why did you go that way? There was another road that was so much easier. Fine. Also, I'm very glad that we got to the um, interactive Tome of Strahd. I'm so excited about the interactive Tome of Strahd. <laughs> also, I'm changing out my total mark. Do what you gotta do, my guy. I think that's one of my favorite vines. It's just like... This is my uh, impression of Shakira if she stuck her hand under hot water. Ah! I mean, yeah. Also, I've been obsessed recently with the purple sun chips. The They're ones that, so the, good. The like, chili lime ones. I don't have a sunship that I don't like. I'll be yeah. very honest. Um, hold on. Oh. <laughs> Hi, and this is my impression of when Shakira goes to wash her hands when the water's too hot. <laughs> this is my impression of when Shakira sticks her hand in water that's hot. <laughs> that's exactly the one that she was playing. I know. I know the audio. Fuck. Thank you. I didn't mean to, re to hit that again. I was very sad. I, I was 
I was a child of vine. I know. So was I. I made a couple vines, and it was very. They were very dumb. I My never friend. made vines. Send me a text right now, please. Um, Tongue to make a magic item for the Tome of Straw. Yeah. Thank you. Will you respond? Uh, no. Well, that's a reminder for me when I see it after the session. All right, we ready? Let's do this shit. Yeah, I, I will have to leave in a hot second. Uh, why don't we just wait until okay. your food arrives? Because that's where we're at. Gotcha, but. Yeah. They could have literally gone this way and then there, and then they didn't. They went all the way out, around, and then came up. What? Like, they took W, like, Yeah, west? they were they were over here. Okay. And they didn't take the the faster road. Maybe DoorDash gave them confusing directions. Yeah, because it uses Google Maps. I never use Google Maps. I think Google Maps is stupid. After um, Opera on Thursday, um, we did our uh, test or whatever. Mm -hmm. I went to Marco's because they have a student deal where it's a large pizza, one topping, and a cheesy bread for $10. So I'm like, I'm I'm getting that for dinner. Especially for finals week. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm getting that for dinner. Um, And so I pull up, and first off, I hit the fucking post. And I was like, oh, oh well. And so I get out, and I walk in, and Dr. Maziko and Dr. Gurker are both in there. (laughs) And I walk, I just stand in the doorway, and Dr. Gurker looks at me and goes, great minds think alike. And I'm just like... (laughs) Dr. Garka, I don't want to see you until January. <laughs> I didn't say that, but I was like... Mentally, yeah. Yeah. I was like, I just saw you. <laughs> I'm still upset with myself. I want to go home. Why were you upset with yourself? Because I forgot a bunch of my shit. Yeah. Luckily, we're a you know, month out from... Yeah. Dress <laughs> Dr. from Tech Week. So. Dr. Schmidt literally looked at me and I went, I'm supposed to sing here. I don't know what it is. Wow, that was a Schmidt. That, that was a Q Schmidt gave me. <laughs> that was a Q. No, literally, he looked at me and I went, uh huh. that we got to the interactive Tome of Strahd. It was well, pretty fun. You said, how are you all spending your short rest? And I was like, I have this book. And hence why I asked it as well. Because I was like, it's got the book. It could be when he attunes to it. <laughs> I mean, me not knowing I had to attune to it, I was like, I just want to read it. I mean, it, I would have just narratively been like, you know, you're reading it for about an hour, and, or like you're looking at it for an hour, and you... Become attuned to it. Yeah. 
I think it's the food. <laughs> Maybe, are you sure? The one she ordered an hour and a half ago? Um, just about from the looks of it. It's been a long time ago. That's why I Because she not... ordered it pretty early in the session and we've been recording uh-huh. for an hour and 40 well, minutes. Well, I literally even uh-huh. asked her, I was like, where's your food at? Right, I was like, didn't you order food? Okay. Oh, I was like, girl, where's your food? I'm genuinely curious when she ordered it. Yeah. Because that's a long time for, even for fucking Wendy's. Period and pregnancy symptoms being the same as the biggest scam in female history. Yeah. My god. The world's largest hotel aquarium explodes. Oh, I saw that. Those poor fish. Mm -hmm. There are like over a thousand tropical fish in that aquarium. It's 1,500. I was saying, it was like... It was like 1,500 14, fish. It was 14 meters high. Oh. It's the world's largest cylindrical aquarium. So out of curiosity, when did you order that? Because it was all about an hour and a half ago, right? Yep. We were not that long into the session, and we'd been recording for an hour and 15. They or hour and 45, waited sorry. for it for a while. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Did you Let not get just, a drink with it? I got a Frosty. I put it down in the freezer. Um, yeah, so you guys can tell that you're in just a faraway land. Um, and based on the architecture, it's you know, this Western. courtyard that you're in is very old as well. What's up? Does it feel like we can be harmed in this place. Not with any lasting consequence. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, so you said we're in a courtyard? Yeah, you guys are in the middle of a courtyard. Um, uh, this courtyard is walled in on four sides by 30-foot 30 30 foot stall t- tall stone walls. There are 10-foot tall wooden double doors set on the east, south, and west walls. The boy seated on the stairs, um, the two of you that have seen him up close uh, recognize him as a very young Strahd von Zarevich. Um, he's uh, breathing very heavily. He's, you know, he's probably about, like I said, about 12. Um, he's breathing very heavily. He's sitting on the steps and he's got a sword in his hand but it's just kind of like on the ground. He's not like, it, it, from the looks of, you know, anyone would be able to intuit that he is taking a short rest from training. Um, and uh, there also, I don't know if I said this, there's also a door on the north as well. Um, and yeah, that's what you've got. Um, can I go up and talk to you? 
Sir? Um, just gonna ask, why are you breathing so heavy? Oh. oh, I was just in, uh, I was just fighting, doing some sparring. Fun, breathe. I hate this voice for young Strahd, but I cannot do that New Orleans as young. <laughs> I was having this over on the bench. <laughs> I was doing some sparring with, with my, my father's attendant, Rahadeen. Were you doing, did, did it go well? It, it, it went well for him. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, it's all right. That's the purpose time. of training. You'll get better next time. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. I'm gonna walk away. <laughs> I ain't never seen you around these here parts before. Oh no, I'm I'm new to town. <laughs> oh wow! Congratulations. Thank you. Are you guys going to engage as well? <laughs> I think Marsh is trying to figure out if we are actually here. like. Here. Go ahead and roll. I keep saying insight. I feel like insight makes sense, but some kind of per perception, or if you've got another check that you think anyone who wants to do that do so can do so. You said insight perception. Twenty-two on insight. Twenty-four on insight. Uh, 18 for me. Cool. It took um, me a second it's to find pretty apparent to is. you, Vera, first. Um, that, um, especially, and uh, Twiggy as well, kind of the conversation that you're having with this young Strahd. Um, you all basically, you're not actually, <clears throat> you're not actually here. For comparison's sake, for the sake of metaphor, it's almost like looking through like a pensieve from Harry Potter. So like the like dish that the memories were poured into that like oh, especially okay, in okay. later movie. Yeah. Alright. Um but you guys but instead of being just like the the metaphorical camera, mm. um, you guys are and in this scene uh, particularly, um Strahd almost seems to be regarding you almost as, like, imaginary friends. Okay. Hmm. Well, if he's regarding me like that, I'm gonna cast a little jerk craft and just make some lights sparkle. Uh, like, where, like, around you, around him? Around him. It was, oh, wow. That's so cool. How'd you do that? Oh, wow. I'm trying um, so hard not to go into Owen Wilson. Wow. I'm a druid, so I get to create wow. fun things. Like oh, that's so cool. Nature. He sets his sword down on the steps and holds out his hand. He goes, I'm Strahd. Strahd von Zarevich. Twiggy. Nice to meet you, Twiggy. Cool. Your name, your name's an object. Yes, it is. Wow. Oh it's actually God. a nickname. Oh, what's your real name? Twig. <laughs> I honestly don't know what I expected, so... <laughs> Good for you. Thank you. As you can tell, I'm not from around here, and that name is fairly common where I'm from. Oh, really? A lot of people named after tree parts? Just named after nature in general. Oh, fantastic. Mm -hmm. Tree parts. <laughs> um, so while Twiggy's having this interaction with Strahd, are the two of you keying into that? Or are you just, like, looking around? 
I'm... I'm trying to figure out, like, I think... I think Marsh is trying to figure out, would be kind of testing, like, the limitations of whatever this is. Okay. Like, a go up to, like, a wall, like, is it... Can I, like, phase through this, or is no, it, No, the like, wall feels physical to it you feels in this physical. moment. Okay. Mm-hmm. So he can see us. Should we test if other people can see us? But there's no one else around. But there's no one else in the inside. courtyard currently. Go ahead and give me perception checks. Let's say you said that we heard people inside. You said perception. Seven, eight, uh, Twenty-one. Uh, nineteen. Cool. Um, yeah, you two are probably like walking around the courtyard trying to like get, gauge the vibe. Um, on the northern or be just beyond the northern door, you hear um some laughter and some uh, boisterous excitement coming from um beyond there. Um, and both of you, uh, are you? Trying, are you planning on listening in at the door? I, I will. I think I'm gonna go up to Strahd and talk to him. Cool. Uh, Vera, at the door, um, you hear, uh, uh, it, it's the voices of two men, um, and one of them goes, ho, 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 you really had him there, Rahadin, didn't you? And the other goes, yes, my lord, I really did. I'm, it, I'm trying to, I'm trying to instill into him some military prowess, but... Is proven to be quite difficult. Uh, and he goes, Well, well, young lad, you simply need to push him harder. You know, he won't be as great a ruler as I one day if you do not, if you don't teach him in the ways of martiality. Do you understand? And Rahadin, uh, the, the man who you presume is Rahadin, just goes, Yes, sir, I understand. I, 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 I hear your message loud and clear. He's just far too young right now to lead. If you were to hand your mantle over to him right now, he'd worry about the future for our kingdom in such a in such a rare case. He's brash. He's foolish. He's overzealous. Uh, and Bro goes, yes, but y- you know, he must be a great and powerful leader one day. There's no way that he can do that without the right education and training, don't you see? I'm quite proud of him, and as you know, I won't... He needs to know all that he can in order to train his... Uh, in order to train his... Uh, I don't know what word to use here. Um, in order to train his coming brother. Rahadin, um, I was about to say he nods, but you wouldn't be able to have any visuals on this. Um, Rahadin, Rahadin goes, Yes, sir, I understand. I, uh, I'm doing my best. Um, you're going over to talk to Strahd as well? Yeah. I'm just gonna... Oh, wow. I'm not, I, I've never seen you here around here either. Are you also named after nature? <laughs> Technically, yes. Oh, really? What's your name? I am... They call me Marsh. Oh, really? If they call you that, what do you call yourself? Still Marsh. Oh, cool. I never met a Marsh before. Well, it's your lucky day. He holds out his hand and goes, I'm Strahd. I take his hand and I shake it. Um, cool. Are, what, are you guys wanting to, like, just ask him questions? 
Or do you want me to just I think info dump? I maybe try. After listening to him tell Twiggy that he, in layman's terms, got his ass handed to him, mm-hmm. I'm think I would ask him if he wanted me to teach him some moves. Go and roll me a persuasion check. Is this a good idea? Can I help by Probably I not. Sure, you can give Marsh the help action. I'm going to give you the help action. I just rolled a nat 20. Well, maybe I didn't need to, but okay. He goes... The thought counts. He goes, sure. I don't know how much good it'd be, but sure, I'm... I'm ready. Uh, he, like, stands up and he picks up you his You said sword. he looks 12, right? He looks about 12, yeah. Oh, I look like I'm 13. <laughs> so... <laughs> It would look like I was just, like, a little bit of an older kid that was like, Mm -hmm. yeah, I'll teach you how to whoop this ass. Mm -hmm. Dope. And then I'm just gonna... I think I would start with, like, the basics of how to deflect and, like, dodge Yeah, so as you two get into sparring positions, his form is pretty good so far. Mm. Um, It's, like, his form and his technique is pretty good. It's just his execution of it isn't super great. Like, the first, like, couple of rounds or whatever, like, you kind of get the vibe, like, he's taken well to, like, the theory of it, but he's not great at the praxis just yet. Mm. If that makes sense. I think I would teach him all but, like, one thing, just so I would, like... You still have a leg up? So I have a leg up, and I would know how to easily, like, best him still myself in a battle. Mm -hmm. But, like, let him... Let him have the majority of my knowledge on that. Cool. Um, So just in case, like, this is real, and he will retain all this information, and then we get to the present day, and he's like... I know all of your moves. I'm gonna be like JK and like <laughs> psych. <laughs> exactly. <You thought. laughs> um, I'm nice, but what to an kind extent. of check do I want to call here? Uh, acrobatics, athletics. I'll do acrobatics. I think that's a good one. I think you should choose that. I would also say We're gonna do a dexterity history check. So if you're pro if you have any proficiency or expertise in history, you add that, but the check is going to be made with your dexterity modifier. If that makes sense. So this will be D twenty plus your dex mod plus any proficiencies in history. So I mean I am I am proficient and in history. And we're, do- we're doing some esoteric rolls here. So would I do plus six plus three? But that should already be. Well, your dex is plus three up here. Yeah. But and then you would okay. add. Um, so are you proficient in history? Yes. So it'd be your dex modifier plus your proficiency bonus. So it would be probably a plus six. Oh. Uh. Yeah. Fifteen plus six, so dirty twenty-one. 21. Um, he's 21. kind of doing pretty well as you're like. Are you just sparring with him? Or are you just trying to like work him through form? How are you trying? To I'm it? working him through form. Okay. Because Marsh, being like 
a very knowledgeable like master monk would be like this is this is how you do it like mm-hmm. if you want to not be hit or if you want to like keep your defenses very high this is what this is the forms you need to take you always need to be like vigilant ready mm-hmm. how is marsh feeling in this moment is he kind of like are you kind of almost flashing back to your training with the monks? Yes, very like, much how, like, so. how, like, what's your... What is Marsh feeling in this moment? Marsh is feeling, like... A bit weary. Because he knows who this child grows up to be. Mm-hmm. But overall, Marsh is seeing a lot of himself at the moment, mm-hmm. just of I remember when I was a young, noble child, and I didn't So you I see a kindred like, spirit yeah, in I, young I see I see a bit of mm-hmm. young Marsh. Yeah. He seems to take really well to your training. Um, you get the vibe that like Rahadin is pretty, you know, is pretty hard on Mm -hmm. him. Um, uh, you know, during, um, breaks, basically, like, are you trying to, like, ask him more questions and get to know him, or are you just trying to... Yeah. Um, so I'll just summarize the following. Um, you learn, uh, and Twiggy, and I'm sure Vera is probably kind of keying into this as well, Mm -hmm. Um, but Strahd is meant to become ward of this castle, and his mother thinks that he will make a great lord. His father, King Barov, believes he might, but also says that he has a lot of work to do. He is nervous. Sorry, You're also very close to the goddamn microphone, Sophia. I'm done. Um, so, um, uh, Barov th- says that he has a lot of work to do. Strahd is living as nervous about living up to his father's expectations, and his father's advisor Rahadin is his teacher. He's a difficult teacher, and he pushes Strahd really hard. Uh, and he also says his mother, Queen Ravenovia, is pregnant with a boy, who they plan on naming Sergey. And she says that it'll be Strahd's job to teach Sergey everything that he knows. What about this literal instructor that they already bought for their child? <laughs> Alright. Um, I think after I spend the time and I, like, kind of teach him these moves, mm-hmm. I think I would... I think I would spar with him for, like, a second to... for a while. Just, like, it would be, like, one round. Mm-hmm. So... Go ahead and give me, um... I don't know how I want to run this. Do you want to do uh, initiative then, so we see which one of us gets sure. to move first? I just rolled a nat 20. Yeah, so you're going to go first. <laughs> he rolled pretty high as well, but not a nat 20. Alright. Um, do you just want me to do an un- unarmored strikes? Sure, yeah, that would make sense. So that way it's technically... We're just... Chillin'. It's Mickey Mouse. It's a hundred. That's my Mickey Mouse. Uh, 18. Yeah, that's gonna happen. <laughs> Plus. He's a child. His armor class is not high. Uh, he is wearing, like, 
not like sparring pads, but like some light armor or something. His, his AC in my head, I don't know if this is true or not, but I'm just saying his AC is 12. Okay. He's one less than Which I, I think would be 10 plus, like, if you wore leather armor, because I think leather armor is like, uh, adds your dex, and in my head his dex mm. is plus two, so. Yeah. 15. 15 damage? Yeah, that's what it would be. You're gonna kill Young Shrod. I'm gonna break up oh, wait. the fight. No, it would be 15. Um, yeah, so you punch Strahd and he's immediately knocked out. Oh, <laughs> I don't like, take care of him. It was an unarmed strike. Okay, and? <laughs> this boy does not have many hit points. It may surprise you. No, see, the way that I see this You're is... lucky in my head that he has 10 hit points, because I decided that is at the top of this as well. If he had the normal amount of hit points, like a okay, commoner, he I would don't. be full dead. I don't punch him. I just let him hit me. No, it's too no, late. No, it's too late, for that. It's too late for that. No, so the way oh. that I see this is Vera turns to see what's happening, and all all they see is Marsh knocking the light jacket it's, it's like a young shark. It's like a. I feel so bad, now. It's like a. Let's see what you learn from this. <laughs> Boom! You deck him. He's out. And so he's gonna swoop and be like, "What did you do?" <laughs> all I yell for is. Visions. What the fuck? Oh my god! I Marshall Lee visions. That is not my middle name. Anyway, so we gotta like you You knocked him out cold. Why would you do that? What? I was training him. Not well. Is there a way that I could get him to wake up without like hitting him? No. No. He is at zero hit points. Oh, hold on. I quite literally accidentally killed this child. That's a failed death save. Uh, I have a healer's kit. (laughs) It's, um, it'll stabilize any creature that's at zero hit points. Makes that medicine check. Okay. I, listen. You're making me waste this on this child. That's a success. (laughs) Okay, well, I rolled a 19 plus three, so. Cool, he's stabilized. (sighs) Twiggy is fuming. I am also fuming. Vera oh is so confused as to what happened in the I think minute. Marsh definitely overestimated his strength and just full went for it and... I did not mean to do that. I feel really bad now. I am... And with that, I think I'm going to, um... Go ahead and get a stealing spirit. <laughs> How many hit points does he get? So uh, hold on, bad. hold on. Let me go to that uh, action. That's a bonus action for me. Uh, there we go. Uh, Spirit can heal a number one t- uh, d six hit points. Cool. Roll that d six. Okay. <laughs> six. Cool. You heal him for the six hit points, and just as he's um, like, you see him like come, like starting to start and come to. The doors in the north open up, and you see this. Uh, you would actually recognize him as a dusk elf. This dusk elven man walks out and shouts at Strut, Get up! Get up, we're going again. Marsh! I just beat Oh my god! And you see, um, he doesn't notice any of you. Yeah, I was about to say, because I'm standing right in front oh, of the door. Right. I'm going to whisper to him, don't worry, I can heal you another like, three times. <clears throat> I got you. You and got it's this. at once per round it can go? Mm-hmm. Once per round. It's going to take Rahadin's just walking, so go ahead and roll that again. Okay. 
my god. That's another six. Cool. He's at full. Okay. And Rahadine goes, Strahd, what do you do with your sword? Why is it here on the steps and why are you on the grass? Why are you laying down? Is something the matter with you? You were looking at this. You were looking at clouds. <laughs> you don't um, tell them to say that. And then we um, cut back to um, you hear No, Strahd's. I didn't even get to tell her. I'm sorry after I just <laughs> decked the shit out of this kid. And you hear um, this me. narration of adult Strahd saying, Yet that past is now filled only with regret. <laughs> and now that past is filled with nothing but hatred for damp ears. <laughs> Maybe he likes druids now because I was nice. I mean, if you want, before you leave, you can shout a quick apology to him. Well, like, the guy because, can't like in this see me. in this round between when Rahadine walks out and when he gets to Strahd, you can say. In something between that, I go over. I like go over to Strahd and I help him up and I tell him I'm sorry. So what the camera sees from <laughs> Rahadine's point. Of view, so what from Rahadine's point of view, he opens out. He sees Strahd's sword on the stairs. Strahd laying down in the middle of the courtyard, mm. probably slightly dazed originally. And then you see him reach up. It Rahidin sees Strahd reach up into nothing and get pulled up. You apologize to him, and then you hear the yet that past is filled only with is now is filled only with regret. This is your fault. <laughs> I didn't know I would just absolute kill the kid. He's a child. Yeah, what did you expect? I was a child. You were not a child, though. Um, and then, obviously, I'll have this in the magic <laughs> item like that I one. whip up for you, but um, you can now cast Illusory Script as a ritual spell once Ooh, per dose. Oh hell yeah. And then now every, you know, if any period of four hours, you can choose to spend studying the tome. But that is not this. That those four hours are cannot be part of a long rest. They have to be their own. I'm pretty sure it doesn't specify okay. in here. But and I'll, so I'll need to read read up the rules on. Question. But luckily, it's not something that can happen this session. Anyway. Mm. Mm. Question yeah. on your big map behind you. Yes. How long is like the path from? W, uh, w to in where Vallaki would be. I think about six miles. Because I'm pretty sure each hex <coughs> is supposed Excuse to me. be a quarter of a mile. So roughly six, roughly six miles. Does it not have a key? Not on the poster map, That's but on so my but on the map in the book. Oh, one hex, one fourth mile. Oh, yeah, it's on the key. Wow, who'd have thought? <laughs> the key to the map is in the key. If you didn't know, I sometimes have the brain cell in this relationship. Yes, you do. <laughs> Every once in a while, I get it. Other than that, it's like nope. <laughs> But then, um, so you guys basically the, um, that rolling fog, um, comes back into the scene and, um, the, 
and basically it's almost like a fade to black as well and then that darkness fades and the fog rolls out and you guys are back in the loading dock okay you almost killed a child i don't think i could actively kill him though it is this seems... supposed to be like a travel back in time and kill Hitler? <laughs> kill Hitler! I mean, that's kind of what it sounded like, but it kind of... It, it seemed more or less like this was not... This was like a memory more than anything. It's so fancy. Basically, my interpretation of it as DM is like, it's a memory you can interact with, but any interaction you have is not going to have any impact on, on actual Do so like, I get my spell slot history. back then? No, that was only a short rest. Okay. <laughs> I'm enduring this whole thing. That's it, Scylla. So you didn't even need to heal him. I was being nice. I was showing kindness. I don't know what that is. Unlike some people. <laughs> I, I was trying to be nice. I didn't do, don't yell at me. I'm not yelling at you. I'm yelling at that one. I was trying to be nice. You knocked him out. As one does. <laughs> it was a child. Anyway. There's only th- one thing worse than a so rapist. So we're back and I still have the staff <laughs> in my hand, right? What? I still have the staff in my yeah. hand, right? Okay, well, I'm just gonna, uh... You have the stuff in your hand the entire time. As well. Oh. Hmm? I'm like, hey guys, I got a staff. Cool. What'd you I do? Killed, I killed a druid. Found another one. Oh, cool. It was above the loading dock. Um, it's mine now. Uh, okay. <laughs> I control the blights now. <laughs> there are no more here. Not here, but anywhere else in this area, I've got them. They're mine. They're my friends. Okay. Dope. Congratulations. Well, I'm happy for you. Thank you. How do you feel? How are you doing? What the fuck was that? Well, we just saw I a stride. almost killed a child stride. Uh-huh. And I saved a child stride. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess... I think we want to go down to why. Mm-hmm. Out of character, did yeah. is his brother was his brother born? Like, Not yet. Did, no. His mother was pregnant with him, and they planned to name him Sergey. But is he born now? Where we still where we are now? No way to know. We don't know. Word. I'm saying his home. His whole history is in the tome. I, I know, but it's not He wrote it himself. He wrote a memoir. Or the memoirs of a bitch. Memoirs of a man who I can fix. Said no one ever. Said Twiggy. Alright. We're Okay, yeah, so continue with... We're gonna take the wine and then head down to Y. Mm-hmm. Head down to Y. Yeah. Right, not gonna head down, have it over to Velaki with the oh. line that's currently in your wagon. No, we're gonna go there first, and then we're gonna go up to Velaki because oh, it makes more we, sense. We Do you think it. it wouldn't be able to carry it? You would. I'm just gonna say you would know that you know anything that happened, at, you know, at <clears throat> Yester Hill would potentially risk the barrels of wine that you're holding. 
I mean, a lot of things could risk the barrels of wine that you've got, but you've got this delivery and you're choosing to go out of your way to... That's fire, I guess. Okay. I guess... I I feel like even though you guys know you probably need to head to Y, you also know that currently your wagon does have three barrels of wine in it. And we've got a lot of people who have asked you to bring them wine. You can also. Apparently, we only have one person that's asked us to bring this, that bring them wine. No, because Kresk has also said that they would not let you back in unless you brought them, unless you were able to get them a wine delivery. Do we need to go back to Kresk anyway? Who knows? Maybe. I don't know if we want to go back to Kresk right now. No, well, not now, but... I think, I think Crest is <laughs> doing... They're doing okay. They're fine. They, they, there were things that were happening there that I think... Can, can stay there. They can stay there for a I will be a nice GM, though. About <laughs> our, I'll allow you to stock, um, purified food and drink if you wanted to fix those, the wine... Okay. Um, that's, <clears throat> um, I'll say that, that hour, technically it isn't, the rules is written, it isn't, but I'll just say you can have swapped that out over that hour. Okay, I'm gonna go ahead and do that then. Mm-hmm. Um. So there are three vats, so you would need, need to, to cast it three times. Okay, I need to get rid of, well, I can't cast it three times as it is. Okay. It's a first level spell slot, I don't have enough spell slots right now. You took a... Do you not get spell socks back with a short rest? No. Only wizards do with arcane. Uh, yeah. Damn. Every, pretty much every other class aside from warlocks is long rest. Because warlocks gain all of their spell socks back on a short rest. Uh, wizards can gain, I want to say it's one spell slot equal to half their wizard level, or like equal to half the highest level spell they can cast. Oh my. I think. And, oh, this is tough. What? I have to choose between cure wounds, ice knife, and speak with animals. I'm gonna be honest. Speak with animals. Okay. <laughs> as helpful as those ravens are, unfortunately, um, I think. Let me check something real quick, actually. Purify food and drink. All right. Come on. Yeah, I only have two first level spell slots right now, so I can't. I'm looking into something for you as well that might be helpful. But my computer. All non magical food within a five foot radius. And these vats are ten feet wide. Oh, fuck. So letting you cast it once per vat is already fairly generous. What if she stands well, in, uh, immediately well, in between so here's two the thing. of the vats? Here's the range is ten feet, and it's a five foot radius. Yeah. So, um, I'm looking into because I can't remember if druids can ritual cast, but it is a ritual spell. You can cast a druid spell as a ritual if that spell has the ritual tag and you have the spell prepared. So you can ritual cast purify food and drink three times without expending the spell slot. I'll go ahead and do it then. Cool. I'm going to ritual cast it. So that takes uh, the total of half an hour 
but all three of those vats are purified of the poison. And the other one you see has a massive gash in it that the ravens had indicated was where the needle blights were hiding. Mm -hmm. Or the twig blight, whatever. <gasps> Whichever blight was in this room was hiding, and the druid, so. Cool. Okay. Well, I guess then we're gonna head back to Vlaki. Yep, on, onward. Cool. Um, you guys, peace out. Uh, why don't you guys give me a, a roll for a random encounter? We'll just I'll do like, one. This uh, one. I was ready to say, I'll let you two decide. Do you want to roll? Up to you. Uh, you guys rolled last time. Yeah. Can I roll this time? Or, okay. That would be a six. Six passes, no random encounter. Damn. You wanting a random encounter? Kind of, yeah. Also, because it is a short rest, you regain your key. Oh, I know. I already took the short rest. Okay, cool. And I lovingly Same get to look at my key, points. which is why I asked that question about spell slots, because it's been such a long time since I played yeah. a druid myself. So. Yeah, short rests are useful for everyone for regaining hit points in terms of class features. Off the top of my head, it's just warlocks, monks, and I think bards regain bardic inspiration on a short rest as well. But I think that's pretty much it. Wizards have that, um, that one. But yeah, so you guys make it to Vallaki, and you guys can... And I take. regain my wild shape every short rest. That's true. Nice. I'll say most classes have something that they can do per short rest, but, like, the main class features of key and packed magic are only short, well I guess they're short and long rest, but. Yeah, and then I have my voices from beyond from my dark gift, I get that every short rest. I was about to say, mine's intrusive echoes for my short rest, mm -hmm. but that's it. Cool. Alright, well, I guess we're gonna go back in the city and give them their barrel of wine. Cool. So you guys, um, pop over to the Blue Water Inn. No one stops us at the gate this time. No. I think at this point you guys have become known to the guards. Cool. We're regulars. Um, um, pretty much, you. yeah. Um, and they kind of, uh, yeah. Uh, so you guys pull up to the Blue Water Inn. Are you guys wanting to go through the front door? There's also that one side door as well. Probably the side door because it'll be easier to load it. Mm -hmm. Cool. So you guys walk into yeah. the side door. Um, it opens. Do we have the map for this, by the it way? It should be in here. I don't. I believe I have a blue water in in here. Uh, you guys shouldn't because it's um I have it battle map sized. Oh. Yeah. Because I discovered it, but. Um. Why is this doing this? Please load. Uh, cool. So you guys pop into area um N two D. So this hallway contains three curtain alcoves, as well as a larger area stuffed with wine barrels. Um, tucked behind red curtains are three alcoves, each one of them containing a wine barrel lying, lying on its side in, wood, in a wooden brace. Um, and then near the door to the kitchen, so near like the door further out, um, are 12 empty wine barrels. They all have the Wizard of Wines burned into them. Um, uh, and, yeah, so do you guys just, like, start bringing them in? Are you guys wanting to, like, announce your presence? We would uh, announce our presence. Yeah, we'll announce yeah. it. Cool, um, so you guys, uh, how do you plan on 
doing so. What well, are you with your wine? We got the wine. We're back. You know, I feel like once we pull up to the back side door, I would go in. To the front? Yeah. And talk to Danica at yeah. the door. Uh, cool. Uh, so you tell her just like, hey, we've got We got wine your wine. For- or we got wine for you. She goes, really? How do you swing that? Uh, save a few people. So. Well, how mysterious. Okay. Um, she goes, uh, let me grab my husband and we can, uh, meet you out by the side door. Alrighty. Sounds like um, that. Cool. And then so, um, are you wanting to follow that? Like, she basically makes it, like, if you want to follow them to, like, you can or you can just go a circle around. I would go with her. Cool. Um... So you follow them. You uh, follow Danica into the kitchen. This room likes the kitchen of someone who loves to cook. It has piles of pots, walls lined with utensils and shelves of ingredients, and all manner of pleasant odors. Two lanterns hang above a sturdy pine work table in the middle of the clutter. A pot of soup bubbles on the hearth. And uh, opening up, you see um, uh, who you presume to be Irwin, Danica's husband, who I don't think you've met yet. Um, and, I thought we did. Uh, you guys have met Danica. I don't know if you've, you've met Irwin. I've definitely met Irwin. But I don't think Marsh has. Yeah. Um, and you mm-hmm. see the two the two younglings as well, Brom and Bray. He talked to us when they were giving us the quest for this. Oh, okay. So you see Irwin then, yeah. and you see Brom and Bray are in here as well, trying to be involved in um, helping their dad do some cooking, but they're getting easily distracted as young children Fair. are. Um, and, uh, uh, yeah, she, uh, goes over to Irwin, um, uh, and says, uh, this young lad here has, uh, brought us a shipment of wine from your father. And, uh, go ahead and roll me an insight check as she says that. Nineteen. Um, he looks a bit surprised, but also relieved. Um, he goes, "Oh, fantastic! I was worried he had simply forgotten us." Um, and uh, they go out the door between E and D, um, and like uh, unbar, unlock the doors uh, to open them up, and they and you guys see. The doors open, Marsh is there with two um, humanoid-looking figures whom you all recognize, um, and they help you to escort the three barrels inside. Do we want to give them all three? Yeah. That was what we were tasked to do. They just said some. Or, like... Well, they haven't gotten... Bear in mind, they haven't gotten their wine shipment in... At least a week, if not more. Well, don't we also need some if we want to go back to Crest? We can always go back to the winery, though. Yeah. Fair. All right. Yeah, we have them all three. Cool. So they load them in and they thank you profusely. Um, what was our payment for them doing? We that? got free room and board. Yeah, you guys um, are getting free room and board for it. As well as... Um, so... Uh, Danica is going to, um, 
uh, she uh, leads, she you know, in, you know, says, uh, please come with me. We have a token of our appreciation to give to you. Of course. Um, so she goes back to the kitchen and opens up a panel in the wall that is um, five feet west of the door to D, opening up, revealing a um, staircase, like a narrow staircase um, that leads up to um, uh, a wooden staircase to the uh, descends fi- or ascends 15 feet uh, to a landing. Um, a window dimly illuminates a short wood paneled hallway that runs east to west. Um, uh, and opens up a, another doorway that um, leads out onto this east balcony that op- that looks out onto the tap room. Uh, and she's going to lead you to that north door into area P uh, into their master bedroom. Um, uh, matching to end tables flank a large wood-framed bed with red silk canopy. Across from the bed hangs a tapestry depicting a beautiful mountain valley. The other walls are dominated by a fireplace and a wardrobe. Um, and she um, reaches up and opens up a trap door in the ceiling that leads up to the attic. Um, uh, and she goes, if you'd like to follow me, you can. Otherwise, I can grab you a a gift from from upstairs. I'll go with her. I'm more intrigued than yeah, anything right intrigued. now. I was like, I kind of want to see what the fuck is all up in this bitch. Cool. Uh, she leads you up to uh, N2Q. This 10-foot-wide, 35-foot-long attic has a ceiling that slants down toward the west, dropping from a height of 8 feet to a height of 5 feet. Four straw nests cover the floor, and a locked iron strongbox sits against the north wall. A small square opening in the south wall leads outside. Two trap doors with iron hinges are set into the floor. There's the one you came up from, which is on the north, and then there's one slightly south as well. Um, and let me... Um, I like that they have nests. That's funny. I always forget that they're were ravens. That we're talking to a raven. I I really do sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um Uh sorry, hang on. Yeah, okay. Take your time. Um, yeah, and, um, uh, Danica goes, we are incredibly grateful, um, that you, uh, have, you have done us a great, uh, great service by bringing us our missing shipment of wine. Um, and, uh, she, uh, goes, now, of course, we did promise you free, um, room and board. And we would like to give you this as well. And she opens up the box uh, and gives you three potions of healing as well. But... I 1,000% take them. And she says, and you have earned the... um, You have earned the goodwill of... um, 
she like laughs a little bit and she goes, um, there's a group of, uh, as I'm sure you're aware, the uh, us were-raven folk are very few here in the land of Barovia, but... Um, Is this just greater healing? They're just potions of healing. Yeah. Just regular. Oh. The only one that it has is just potion of healing, greater, and then potion of healing, supreme. Oh, I guess there is superior. Um, Elixir. Keep typing. That's weird. Um... Because it's not greater potions of healing, they're just regular. Um, click like common. Uh, yeah, it should be right away. You should be able to see yeah, it. Yeah, unclick it potion, and yeah. just put in potion of healing. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, that's weird that yeah. that, that doesn't weird. pop yeah. up. And you said three of them. Yes. Um, and she goes, but we also refer to ourselves as um, the keepers of the feather. Uh, we are a secret society of were-ravens that oppose the devil. Um, Damn, we finally uh, found them. And, um, uh, uh, she just goes, you've earned the goodwill of us, the keepers of the feather, and, uh, we will do our utmost to ensure that you are valiant in your quest. Well, thank you very much. Uh, mechanically, what this means is that it just says the next time, so I, it's not necessarily an indefinite thing. Mm-hmm. But it says the next time the characters get themselves in serious trouble, you can have a group of 1d4 were-ravens show up to rescue or otherwise help them. That's sick. Mm-hmm. I love that. We should use that at some point. So, uh, how does that work? Do we just... I call upon the Are you wearing. wanting a narrative explanation for me to pull out of my ass? <laughs> kind of. Because I want to hear how we're supposed to summon them. Um, she goes, Well, this may surprise you, but we have... I'm going slightly French for some reason. Um, it's we have. Uh, we... I get This may surprise you, but we have had... I don't, again, I don't know what this accent is. Um, uh, we have had, um, uh, we have been watching you fairly recently, um, by Raven. The Ravens have been reporting back to us from time to time, just making sure you're... Maybe Speak With Animals was good on that behalf. Thank I'm sorry. You. Thank you. Uh, just to make sure that you are doing well and that you're not... Um, dead yet? Yeah, precisely. Yeah. Yes, I, I accept that as a reasonable and valiant answer. <sighs> Maybe next long rest, I'll retake it. Oh. Um. So narratively, basically, it's like Why you know, you're gonna be like I, <laughs> um, you made I forced your hand. You kind of did. Basically, you can you ask the you know any like if there's a raven following you, you can ask them like go get help, or if I if it happens in such a way that I feel like they need they need these were ravens now. Question. Then um, it'll do it of its own accord. 
these are fairly smart ravens, I'm guessing. All, all Corbins are smart. Exactly. So, if I happen to be in a battle and I, we're not doing hot, and I see this raven and I go, we need help, is the raven going to understand that? Is that yeah. Like a, I was like, that's a, like a, a failure, yeah. fairly like understandable thing across languages that mm -hmm. I'm in distress. Please go get yes. help. <laughs> oh, cool. Just making sure. So we don't really need like you to waste a spell slot then. Okay. Like you can still restock it if you want, mm. just so you don't have to do it. Which is honestly dumb because like that, it's always interesting looking at the stat blocks for real creatures in Dean, which are all basically just beasts mm. and seeing how they stack up. And so I I disagree with this because according to the stat block for ravens, they have intelligence of two or minus four, which doesn't seem right because, again, mm. corvids are very smart birds. Yeah. I was going to say, ravens should have one of the highest intelligence. Right. Like, like they have a high, relatively, I mean, not relatively high wisdom. Their wisdom is a 12, but... Right, like I, I disagree with I disagree with I disagree with this stat block. Yeah. That doesn't happen super often, but I don't like yeah. this. I, so I, we're gonna I we're gonna homebrew that. that ravens have an intelligence of we'll call it even with their decks, so a fourteen. I think that's fair. Okay, cool. Um Dope. I I'll say giant ravens have an intelligence of six. So their so their modifier is half that, but still negative, that of regular ravens. Yeah. So I I accept the three potions of healing, and I. Vague... You accept the three potions of healing. Yeah, I'm in the attic with her. So am I. Since when? We get here. I said I was coming with. I wasn't interested. I... I heard you say, like, I'm interested in this, but I thought that was just out of game, like you were saying no. you were interested. Oh. I'm gonna say, we st she took Marsh on us. We were loaded blind. Fine, fine, whatever, I'm not there. <laughs> fine. But yeah, I, I take the three potions of healing, and then I, oh. I thank her for, like, her hospitality and the gift of these three goes, potions of healing. Thank you for our hospitality is nothing without our main source of income. So thank you. That's fair. And then I'm going to start heading back down. Cool. And I'd find these goofballs. What the fuck did I do? I called you a goofball. Uh -uh. Do it again. Do it again. Do it again. Goofball. <laughs> Cool. So, what's next? I guess we're. Do we want to take a long rest first. Uh, yeah, well, you guys we can just to... chill here and. And then, head to wherever. Well, our next kind of thing was taking the Barovian child home. We have free room and board here. We can stay the night and then go take the Barovian child back. Oh, uh, yeah. Sure. Cool. Um, and the rooms that you guys are given, um, uh, they're slightly nicer, are the, um, 
good guest rooms in N2L. So that first room that you guys stayed at was N2M, where it was the four beds in one room. But these two rooms have identical furnishings. Two cozy beds with matching foot lockers rest in the far corners of this 15-foot square room. Wolf furs are heaped atop each bed. Between the beds, a lamp sits on a table under a shuttered window. Two tall black wardrobes stand against the wall by the door. And uh, they give each of you, all four of you, keys um, to them, to the rooms as well. Cool. Cool, yeah, yeah. awesome. Let's let's take a nap. Yeah, honestly. And then take that child back home. Okay. Alright. So yeah, long rest. Thank you, long rest. I really need it. Also, just out of curiosity, points. so the four of you are sleeping here. Are you wanting to get Zuleika and Arabelle and the child in here as well? Or just have them sleep down below in the wagon. No, they're gonna sleep in the wagon. No, that's me. Um, put Arabelle and Twiggy together. I think. Okay. You get to stay with me then too. Nah. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Okay, there's a lot going on in <laughs> over there. Honestly, I am okay if they all take the two. Uh, Rooms, mm-hmm. I can sleep in the wagon. That's very noble of you, Marsh. Aw, he's having a change of heart. First off, I've always been a good person, so fuck you. I would Just beg to differ. Fuck you, exactly the kind of thing a good person would say. Exactly. The best kind of person. Twiggy would. The honest person. Would beg to differ. <laughs> oh, yeah, um. I'll go, and I'll stay with the mm-hmm. cart. Cool. Technically, I just need a little patch of grass, something nice. <laughs> I was say, Arabelle and the Barovian child are probably just going to sleep in the same bed. Well, the, well, the Barovian child, child is already, is still in the, uh, the Oh, that's right, he's in the church. Age. That's right. Yeah. It's just Zuleika and Arabelle. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. They can bunk together. In one room. I don't care. Like, it doesn't matter. I'll let Vera and Arden have the other bedroom. Um, cool. And are you just planning on just chilling in the wagon as well? Well, yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, so the night goes pretty uneventful, which is nice. Yeah. It's a nice change of pace for once. I actually get to sleep. It's a full night. Yeah. Some of you are sleeping in beds for the first time in a while. Uh-huh. I got a nice little patch of grass outside the wagon. There's I'm sleeping in the wagon. I'm like, I've slept in worse. I'm gonna call out to Marsh for my little bed of grass and go, "Hey, you want something more plush?" Do you have a nice rock covered in moss out there? Uh, Both of you, give me. Um, are we gonna get mugged? Just give me flat charisma checks. Charisma. Okay. Charisma. Oh, my charisma. 20, 21. I got a 10. Um, you see, uh, you're outside for, um, probably close to an hour, um, and you hear some shuffling behind you, and you see Zuleika is out, and she's like, do you want that bed? I cannot sleep on something that soft. You want my patch of grass? It looks, I mean, it 
looks pretty soft, but it's at least harder than this bed. I'll take it. If you want that, she like tosses you the key. Sure, I'll trade you. Cool. And I'll grow like little flowers on mm -hmm. She shifts into hybrid form and just like hunkers down for the night. Okay. Mom's like in the bed now. <laughs> I literally was the first person to give up my bed. I made this choice myself. Thanks. I hope you enjoy your, through the nice little patch of grass. Mm, thank you. It already is more comfortable. There's lavender around it too for like helping sleep. Oh my God, I love that. Yes, obviously that's exactly what she does. Like. I love that. Um, but yeah. All right. And then you guys wake up. And I think I'm inclined to call that the session. Do we want to get to Barovia first and like drop the child off and then maybe call it a session there? Or do you want to call it? Now? Um, I think, um, yeah, you guys can collect the child and be on your way, but I don't think I want you guys to get to Barovia. Just leave it on a bit of a cliffhanger, okay. I guess. We're on our way to Barovia then. Cool. Um, go ahead and roll me to. Actually, roll me one random encounter. You want two or you want me two? You want to use the big dice? Big dice. So everyone can see. It did. Damn. Um, yeah, you guys, um, uh, skate on by. Um, you guys probably make it to about Old Bone Grinder. The now cleared out windmill and the circle of standing stones near it. And that's where we'll end our session. Okay. Oh, bone grinder. Bone grinder. Many memories. Oh, got it. Some good, some not very good. I fought that hag so hard. And in the end, it doesn't even matter. Mm -hmm. It really didn't. Listen, I just wanted to kill her so bad. Didn't happen? No. Yes. I killed one of those hags. Took it for You've also hour. come a long way since then as well. We know. Yeah, I also have silvered, like, weapons mm -hmm. and magical weapons so I can actually freaking do damage to people who are resistant to non-magical damage. Because I literally, all I could do is just stand there and just go... I punch her. I punch her again. Punch her one more time. Especially not only being able to hit them once. Mm -hmm. Oh my god. Is that stuff? Yeah. You'd have to go back to listen to old Bone Grinder because that was our first interaction with Strahd. Yes, it was. And I killed her, and I couldn't be prouder. You killed her dead. And I geek her, sir. I'll give her a lot. And a yeah. And a huh. Oh. That was a lot of different nits and haz and huhs. Um. Uh. Something to note, though, because you bringing that up reminded me. Uh, at Monk 6, your unarmed strikes count as magical for the purpose of coming over overcoming resistance and immunity. Oh my god, get that. And you also gain a subclass feature at Monk 6 as well. I know you're planning on good What doing. does that do for unarmed strike? How how does that They count as magical for the purpose I of coming 
But does that add anything? Does it go no. up? Did I say no? No, no, no. So if you're really? so if you're fighting a monster that has some kind of um, resistance or immunity to non-magical damage, they count as magical for overcoming that resistance. Uh-huh. So they do their full damage as opposed to the half or none. That's fair. It, like if they're immune, especially if they're immune to um, non-magical damage, that's always sucks. Where it's like you hit, but you're doing nothing. You hit, but at what cost? You hit, but oh well, it sucks. You did I one that damage hard for so long. You did. You did. It was literally one of the worst things I think I've ever attempted. <laughs> I actually do go back and listen to that one a lot. I think it's very fun. Mm -hmm. It was a fun session. It was. It was just like Lysander trying to claim old Bone Grinder as his own. Because he had the deed to it from Death House. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, he did. And then we had some closure about the moon pies. A little bit, yeah. The dream pies, whatever it was. Dream pies. Yeah. But... Finding out that they were made with human meat. Children. Children. <laughs> like mm-hmm. veal. <laughs> like veal. Okay, so good. <laughs> okay, and that's where I'm gonna cut the recording. <laughs>